What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 197 of the Taste of Cast, our weekly podcast where we talk about all things gaming. In this episode, we discuss the Legend of Zelda live action movie that's being for sure made, confirmed by Nintendo. We'll get into that. We also talk about Grand Theft Auto 6 probably being shown off in early December. We'll talk about that as well. Also, new Steam Deck, new OLED, new everything about it. We'll talk about that as well. Then we talk game releases. Then we watch Mass Effect official N7 day teaser trailer. We speculate on what that means. We talk about and watch the day before. Is the game fake? We'll uh, we'll discuss that. We also uh, watch everything on the new Remnant 2 Awakened King DLC coming out very soon and get hyped on that when then we read your guys' comments. And then we also talk about games we've been playing, of course. I didn't I missed that part. Uh, I talk about beating Alan Wick 2 without spoilers. I talk about my thoughts on that, so stay tuned for that. And yeah, we go over a lot. And uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy this taste cast. And uh, yeah, enjoy. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 197 of the Taste Cast, a weekly podcast where we talk about all things gaming. My name is Seth, and joining me today, of course, is Chevy. Chevy, it's been a while since we've done a Taste Cast. How you doing? Are you excited to talk about a lot of the things we've got to talk about today? And uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, doing pretty all right, uh, though the the seasons are starting to feel like they're changing right now, so working outside is a little rough, but... True. Other than that, I'm all right. Um, yeah, I saw... A brief uh, preview of what you have lined up for us, uh-huh. which is quite a bit. So, interested to see that stuff. Playing catch up. And, yeah, I think that's about it. You? Uh, I'm good. I'm excited to uh, do another taste cast because it's been a little bit. Uh, we got a lot to cover and a lot of things to, as I said before, catch up on. So, uh, just kind of ready to jump into it. So uh, with that, it's the first taste cast of the month. So we typically will start with uh, game releases. But before we do that, I want to play catch up, as I've mentioned now multiple times with a couple topics that have happened um, recently in news that we haven't talked about on here. So we're going to do that right now. Okay. First one is uh, Nintendo is developing a Legend of Zelda uh, movie, live action movie from the game, of course. Uh, this broke a couple days ago. Uh, this is straight up from uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, who um, uh, said that we have uh, now officially started in the development of the film with Nintendo itself heavily involved in the production. It will take time until its completion, but I hope you look forward to seeing it. This is being produced by, uh, I think his name's Avi Arad, who has done a lot of producing on uh, every Spider-Man movie, pretty much every X-Men movie, um, Morbius, which has been the joke, and um, Iron Man. Iron Man, a bunch of stuff, uh, definitely produces a lot of uh, well, what would have been nerdy stuff a long time ago, but now just kind of standard. And then it's being directed by uh, Wes Ball, who apparently did the Maze Runner, which is one of those like teen movies books mm. I've never seen. So I can't really gauge much off of um, the director, but also. Um, can't really say good or bad about him, but that also is a little worrying. So, because if they've done just like you know teen movies or whatever, it's not very promising for a Zelda movie. But uh, with all this information, um, 
outside of any specifics on what the movie will be about. Uh, what's your opinion on a Zelda movie? What do you think about live action? And uh, is there a specific Zelda story you would like to see? What's uh, what's your overall thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I don't really have an affinity for Zelda, so uh, I don't really care which one they do, to be honest. But uh, for people who are fans of it, I obviously I hope they do a good job with it. I didn't see Maze Runner, so I also have no idea what that means for directing um, of a movie. But uh, the the producer has done a lot of like uh common like nerd culture stuff so good and uh, bad yeah that could be that could be a positive thing i don't really have it's gonna be hard for me to have any strong feelings one way or another because i just don't really have like not only do not have like any uh interest uh vested into it but i also don't know enough about the people making it so it's kind of hard to to see so i'll have to wait until they start showing us some stuff to kind of formulate i think a strong opinion but for now um all i can really say is like hopefully it's good uh you know i would like uh even for myself not being like you know a fan of of zelda uh, you know i would love to go see a movie and enjoy it so um we'll see yeah um i got a couple general thoughts but nothing specific because like you said we haven't seen it we don't know really a whole lot about it we don't know what they're going to be doing specifically so can't really be uh too opinionated on it outside of um this makes sense because the mario movie did really well and i'm surprised they didn't go with cgi with zelda in fact i think that would have been a safer bet and somebody on my tiktok said they would have loved to see uh a zelda movie done by studio ghibli which i think would have been the perfect way to do a Zelda movie. I, I think that would have been really great if they did it that way. But um, so that's a really good idea. I but they're uh, making a Terminator anime. So are they? Yeah, they're making an anime of everything. Um, I think there's like a John Wick anime coming out. There is. Um, so anyway, uh, live action, I think, is a huge gamble because uh, there's a lot of things that uh, could be picked apart even more. Um, in live action than CGI, specifically who you cast as Link and what does Link sound like? Because they're gonna they're gonna talk. Link's gonna talk, I assume, in the movie. Um, well, so if he doesn't that'd be hilarious. That'd be weird. That's something I think you could pull off with uh, with CGI or or you know an anime uh, possibly, but a live action movie with a protagonist that's not talking would be very weird. So um, a lot of question marks there, but uh, yeah, uh, it needs to have a budget. That makes the the movie look good if it's live action. Um, it needs to have good casting. Uh, it needs a story that doesn't feel goofy. Um, so there's a lot of things in the air there that uh, that uh, I'm really curious about uh, when it comes to live action. Like I said, I think CGI probably would have been the safer bet, but obviously they have um, a vision here. The producer uh, makes sense. It seems like he's done a lot of stuff uh, adjacent to this. Um, but he's also produced a lot of bad stuff. Um, I guess if he made money, I don't think he cares, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. That doesn't really give me a whole lot of confidence. And then the director gives me no confidence as well because the maze runner, I, I don't, I've never seen it. Maybe it's good. I don't know, but, um, yeah, it doesn't really say a whole lot for me. So the biggest thing about this that's interesting is the direct involvement with Nintendo. Um, and as we saw with the One Piece live action show, a lot of people were surprised with the quality of it and uh, how faithful it was to the anime. I only watched the first episode and it seemed fine, but a lot of people seem to have liked it. And I know that the dude who uh, 
made one piece was involved with that mm-hmm. and so um you know it can be done um and so i believe if nintendo is involved with this directly and they say they're heavily involved um you know i have to assume uh they want to do this for more than just making money i don't think nintendo especially after the original mario movie uh they've been very scared to make movies since then and uh now that they got a little boost of confidence with the uh the recent mario movie um i don't think they're gonna want to uh gamble with uh eh, maybe this will make some money i think they're gonna want to make something good so um yeah who who knows time will tell um but uh very curious to see uh something come from this um but until then uh can't really have a hard opinion just kind of curiosities um so yeah interesting stuff uh anything else all right uh let us know in the comments what do you guys think about a zelda movie any concerns any things that you're really excited about and what zelda would you want this to be based off of i don't really have a preference on that either i really just want to see how they do it i assume they'll do like the original uh uh zelda um as a story but you know it's not really a deep story so we'll see we'll see what they do let's know in the comments what you think though uh next up is uh some chick um (laughs) so rockstar games has come out and officially uh announced that the next grand theft auto will be shown off early december um we don't know what that means specifically, but everybody's saying Grand Theft Auto 6. I'm also saying that. Some people keep pointing out that they did not say Grand Theft Auto 6. I think it's easy to just say Grand Theft Auto 6 because we're all in the mindset that it's going to be the next one, uh, regardless of what it's called. So I will still call GTA 6, regardless of what it will be called, as long as it's the next Grand Theft Auto. Um, so anyway, with that said, uh, it's going to be shown off early December. Um, Jeff Keighley also let people know as soon as this was was announced that the Game Awards is December 7th, which is a great way for me to remember when the Game Awards is because I wasn't thinking about it. Um, And so a lot of people are speculating that it will be shown off there. But as anybody who's been following Rockstar for a long time knows, Rockstar does what they want when they want on their own. A lot of times they don't typically depend on, you know, your E3s your game awards, stuff like that to show stuff off. Like maybe after they've made their announcement, but they've always released their trailers on their own. So with all that said, uh, what do you think about finally getting a chance to see the next Grand Theft Auto? Do you have any interest in that? Do you think it is the next Grand Theft Auto? There's people who are saying that it's a remaster they're going to announce. Um, or they're. Tro- I've had multiple pe- people tell me that they're trolling and it's not real. I'm like, I don't know where you even got that idea from. Um, And uh, what would you want from next Grand Theft Auto? And do you think they're going to show it solo or do you think they're going to show on the game awards? Um, I mean, similar to the last topic, I don't have an affinity for Grand Theft Auto. Um, I have purchased multiple of them and I can't ever beat them. So, uh, and not due to difficulty, but a lack of interest after about a day of playing. So um, I think they're impressive games, uh, but as I've said many times on the channel, sandbox games are just not my thing. I need someone to basically be like, go that way. And if you give me the option to not go that way, I will probably do that and then never beat the game. And and then I'll move on to another game before I beat it. So um, yeah, as far as like, you know, how or when, I mean, I have no means to even, have an opinion on that um 
other than, you know, it'll be next month when they talk about whatever project they're working on. And, uh, yeah, I think the only thing I really think about is I assume they'll have a new version of Grand Theft Auto Online that comes out with this. Um, and that's going to be kind of tricky because you have years and years of content in the old game. Uh, but if I were to ask for something, it would be for a less janky uh, interface to interact with the online because I hate it. Um, if uh, if they made like a decent online experience that <clears throat> didn't feel so uh, weird to use, I might be interested. Very heavy might, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's all fair. Uh, so what I think about this is I do think this will be the next, they already said, said it, the next Grand Theft Auto. What I think they mean by that is the next Grand Theft Auto, not a remaster, not uh, an update to five, nothing like that. I think this is the next one. I think that because we've already seen a lot of leaks on a project they've been working on for years. It only makes sense. That, that would be what they're going to show off. Um, I'll be very surprised if it's not that. But we'll see. Uh, it's also their 25th anniversary, so I think it's their. Per- I think it's perfect time to uh, to show off something. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be Grand Theft Auto Six or wherever they title it, but it'll be the next Grand Theft Auto for sure. Um, I am leaning towards. I don't know. I'm leaning towards it'll be on the Game Awards, just because Jeff Keighley. But also, he could be like really smart and and like. Uh, go like oh shit they're talking about early december right now i need to remind people game awards is happening and then maybe people will lock that in their head like it's happened to me now and check out the game awards hoping to see grand theft auto um so either way it's good good move on his part but um i feel like he could get it i feel like he could get that trailer for the game awards because everyone loves jeff Keeley. so um yeah uh let's see what was the other questions i oh uh as as for like you know kind of what i want from it i i think rockstar every time they release a game especially at their last like i don't know five games well no since like grand theft auto three uh they, they release like regardless if you like grand theft auto or not like huge jumps in tech and and things that push the boundaries of of the genre uh there's still no open world crime game that rivals grand theft auto 5 uh or red dead redemption uh 2 um these games are like so ahead of their time that they're still relevant to this day um and so i'm hoping to see that kind of push something i expect from rockstar to happen with the next grand theft auto uh a lot of the leaks that have come out have said a lot of crazy shit to uh being able to jump from city to city uh that they're going to add cities which i don't know if that's real that's just stuff i've been hearing to and we saw this in uh, red dead redemption 2 things evolving over time uh people are saying that's going to happen in the next grand theft auto on a bigger scale um yeah i i don't know i've just been hearing like a lot of crazy shit about what they're going to be doing uh, more advanced police uh, AI where they will actually like surround buildings and try to negotiate with you if you like have hostages, all sorts of stuff. There's a lot of rumors out there. So, and I, if it was anybody else, I'd be like, yeah, right. But Rockstar's a company that can do it and they take their time. They don't rush shit. So um, I'm very, very interested and curious about what they're going to be showing off when it comes to the next uh, Grand Theft Auto, uh, depending on, you know, whatever that is. Um, so yeah, really excited to see that. 
um, the online component of Grand Theft Auto is absolutely horrifying in my mind uh, for them to have to make because um, like you said, and just like so much like an MMO, you got to go for a while before you start thinking about making your sequel to an MMO because you put so much time and work into one game, but eventually, you know, you're like, we got to jump to a new game, but you've put all this content out. Um, Grand Theft Auto online or uh, yeah, Grand Theft Auto online uh, has been out since two generations ago. So, I mean, it's, it's a, it's been around, people are invested. Uh, the only thing I'm not worried about when it comes to will people jump over to play the next Grand Theft Auto online is that it's Rockstar and it's Grand Theft Auto. Everybody's going to want to play it. So they'll make the jump, but uh, you know, will it offer a comparable experience? Hopefully, hopefully it offers something even crazier. Um, but, uh, or maybe they won't have one, but I highly doubt that because uh, Grand Theft Auto online has been such a moneymaker for them. Uh, for years now. That's why they prioritized it and not making uh, single-player DLCs. But uh, but yeah, anyway, I could talk about this forever. Uh, I'm excited to see what they bring to the table. I'm excited to see whatever they announce. Uh, I think it will be on the Game Awards, even though I would not be surprised if it's not. And I do think it's the next Grand Theft Auto for sure. Um, and yeah, a little worried, though, uh, in terms of the writing of this next one, because uh, I think the other... There's two brothers who founded Rockstar, and I think one of them left. And I think he was like the big writer guy. So I don't know if he wrote something already for this and left, or if he left before the story was written. I don't know. But that could cause some problems. Uh, but on that, um, really exciting times because uh, when Rockstar releases a game, it's like a whole event. So, um, yeah. Anything else? All right, let's know in the comments what you guys think about Grand Theft Auto 6 potentially being shown off very soon, early December. Do you think it's going to be on the Game Awards? Do you think it's going to be on its own? Uh, what do you want from Grand Theft Auto 6? Do you think it's Grand Theft Auto 6? Maybe you think it's something else. Maybe you think it's a remaster like I keep hearing people say. Um, yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below when it comes to Grand Theft Auto, whatever the fuck. All right, next up, we have some more news that the Steam Deck OLED has been announced and you can buy one now. Now, basically, this is the Steam Deck from before, um, power-wise. It just has an OLED screen now, better colors, better blacks, um, all sorts of stuff. Um, it is 30 to 50% uh, better on battery life, um, which is really impressive. Downloads faster and it's lighter and cooler. Um, this says, uh, thanks to a bigger fan and updated thermal steam deck OLED runs cooler. It also weighs 30 grams or 5% lighter than the LCD model due to the screen. Um, did I miss anything? I don't think so. Um, yeah. Do we have pictures of the special one? There's a, there's one with like red on it. That looks really cool. Not seeing it here. Um, okay, well, I'm not finding it, but, uh, anyway, um, what do we think about the updated Steam Deck? No hardware, well, the hardware has been updated, but it's not more powerful graphically, but otherwise, more battery, faster downloads, lighter and cooler, OLED screen, um, I believe it comes in one terabyte now, too, which is pretty cool. Uh, what do we think? <clears throat> um, 
I mean, the it's it's nice that they're able to basically make an updated version of it. Uh, you know, like so you quickly said with the OLED thing, um, you get actual blacks instead of um, what word am I looking for? Emulated blacks, basically, because um, they can actually like shut off individual you know pixels, give you that pure black color. Um, <coughs> Yeah, that other than that, it's got the things you want to see, you know, when it comes to any portable device, which is, you know, longer battery, lighter, doesn't heat up as much. Um, having the Wi-Fi 6 is good, even though it's kind of funny. I think Wi-Fi 7 just got announced, so time is kind of goofy there. But Well, they might just release another Steam Deck randomly. Well, and I know they were talking about, because it got brought up, like, a the next one, and I think Gabe said the tech isn't there yet, but they are, you know, keeping an eye on it right now, so... I do expect another Steam Deck to come out after this. For sure. And the competition has just started because a bunch of people started releasing stuff like this recently. Yeah, though the only one of the competition I've seen so far that I'm interested in only releases the stupid thing in white. And I hate that. So uh, because I was a little curious. But at this point, I I think I'm still just kind of looking at the Steam Deck if I ever decide to get one of these things. So, Well, it's worth mentioning, too. I can't confirm. I should probably look into it. But somebody said that the price of the LCD Steam Decks is coming down because of this, which is great because it's already super affordable affordable for uh, for PC gaming. Um, and so with the OLEDs coming out, and maybe we should talk about the pricing real At quick. The bottom, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for the OLEDs, uh, the 256 gigabyte is 400. Uh, the 512 for the OLED is 549. Um, the one terabyte OLED is 649, which is a great deal. Um, and then the limited edition one OLED is 679, one terabyte. And I believe that's the one that comes in like the red, but it's not shown here. Um, yeah, they're out in five days. It looks like, yeah, which is crazy. So, yeah. Now, um, it's sad because the OLED I think is cool. But the thing that I'm most excited about is the battery life. Uh, most games, I have a Steam Deck, and I, I absolutely love it. I recommend anyone buy it if you're curious about getting one. You're not going to play like the highest end games of the highest graphics, but you can play a lot of games at decent graphics. Uh, it's really impressive. Um, but the battery battery life. Um, I typically, when I play, I have it plugged in, so I'm not thinking about it. But when I have played without having it plugged in, um, it lasts like two hours depending on if I'm playing like a game that doesn't take a lot of processing. If I'm playing a game that's like, you know, 3D, fast-paced, more modern-looking game, a lot of things going on, it's pretty quick. It goes by pretty quick. But if I'm playing like Vampire Survivors or something, it lasts like two hours easy. So um, I've heard reports that this thing lasts about like five hours now, which is pretty crazy. Um, And that's, like you said earlier, what you want out of a mobile console is uh you know it being lighter so it's not wearing you down over time holding it um and longer battery life so the oled 100 is um a plus because things will just look better but um yeah battery life is huge that, that's like one of the only things i'm like concerned with with phones nowadays because all phones do the same shit nowadays um i'm just like does the battery last long like that's all i really care about so uh, that goes for this as well. The faster downloads is cool to see too because um, typically with the Steam Deck, I'll just like set it somewhere and let it just download something while I 
go do something else. But uh, it is pretty slow when it comes to downloads. So it is definitely welcome to see faster downloads. Although the point you made about um, what Wi-Fi 7, seven that's kind of interesting. Um, and then the cooler thing is cool too. Um, I haven't really felt my Steam Deck like feel like it's overheating, but it does kick out a lot of heat. You put your hand like at the top of it, and it's like just pumping out heat. So, um, you know, uh, mitigating that kind of thing is uh, definitely welcome, especially when you think about like the wear and tear of uh, of uh, the internals over time. So, but yeah, overall, um, it, <laughs> I was saying to Sarah, I was like, I hope there's a trading program. Otherwise, this isn't enough for me to buy a brand new Steam Deck. I, you know, I'm tempted. It's just because I love new tech but uh i still really like my steam deck none of this is enough to make me feel like oh fuck i need that mm-hmm. but if they had like some kind of trading program i could see myself doing that because um this is an overall better steam deck so but it's just like i mean similarly to switch like i have the original and i have the the oled switch and uh you have two yeah my old my first one broke yeah i thought you got rid of it or something no still I was going to get it fixed and I just never did. So, but, uh, yeah, I just, it's just a much nicer screen. Um, I actually can't imagine people bringing, making stuff without OLEDs these days, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Between the, the blacks and the, um, less, the lower power draw, it's just a better tech. So, yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Mm Mm-mm. All right. Well, I'm really excited uh, for whoever's going to get their hands on one of these. I uh, I, I do kind of want one, but I, I don't think I will be getting one. Uh, maybe on the the next iteration of the Steam Deck, they actually have some upgrades. I uh, like you know to the hardware, to graphical stuff. I would be interested in it, but as of right now, I'm uh, just slightly jealous that I don't have these features, uh, but not enough to want to buy a new one. And uh, again, pricing is very fair and affordable for something like this, especially uh, take it from me. Maybe the OLED sounds really cool, but the LCD one is really cool as well. Uh, that's what I own, obviously. And uh, for 400 bucks, PC gaming, uh, that's a really good deal. So check it out. Also, they do refurbished ones as well, but I don't know much about that. Anyway, let us know in the comments what you guys think about the Steam Deck OLED. Are you going to pick one up? Are you not going to pick one up? Do you already have a Steam Deck? What do you think about that? And uh, what would you like to see them implement into the Steam Deck moving forward? Let us know everything you think about in the comments below. Next up, we're going to do game releases for the month of November. We're at the end of the year, and we got games that are still coming out. So we're going to find out what's coming out, and we're going to talk about them. Let's get into it. We are recording as of... November 11th. So uh, on November 1st, we got Song of Nunu, a League of Legends story on Switch and PC. Then November 2nd, we got Star Ocean, the second story R on Switch. November 2nd as well, we got Thirsty Suitors on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, Switch and PC. And then on the second as well, we got Fashion Dreamer on Switch. On the second, oh my God, there's so many seconds. Okay, these are all in the second until I say otherwise. Um, Played up on PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series Switch, Power Wash Simulator VR on MetaQuest 3. Interesting to see that. Uh, For the King 2 on PC, Robocop Rogue City came out on PS5, Xbox, 
uh, Series, Switch, and PC. The Talos Principle 2 on PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. And then on the 3rd, WarioWare Move It on Switch. On the 6th, The Invincible on PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. Also on the 6th, Football Manager 24 on PS5, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC. On the 7th, we got Banishers, Ghosts of New Eden. I don't think that came out. Is that out? I don't hear anything about that. I have no idea. That game, uh, anyway, I'll have to look that up. Uh, PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. If that came out, I'm surprised I I didn't hear about it. On the 7th, Tintin Reporter Cigars of the Pharaoh. PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, PC, then Salt and Sacrifice on the 7th as well on Switch. November 9th, we got Like a Dragon, Gaiden, The Man Who Erased His Name, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. Then Quizineer on the 9th on PC. Then on the 10th, we got The Day Before. This has been delayed. Uh, We will talk about this later. Um, But that is going to come out on PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. So yeah, they need to fix that. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 came out on the 10th on PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. Then Hogwarts Legacy came out on Switch on the 14th. That's wild. I forgot that was even coming out on Switch. And it's like, Hogwarts Legacy came out like January, didn't it? It was a long time ago. Yeah, it's been a bit. Yeah, so that's kind of crazy. Uh, but congrats. Hopefully it runs well. Um, on the 14th, we got Coral Island on PS5, Xbox Series. Then on 17th, we got Persona 5 Tactica, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC. Then on the 17th as well, we got Super Mario RPG Remake on Switch. And then on 17th, Bluey, the video game. PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC. Then on the 22nd, we got Jurassic Park Classic Games Collection. What the fuck is that? PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC. Then Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising on PS4, PS5, PC on the 30th. And then also on the 30th, Biomutant is coming out on Switch. Good old Biomutant. Uh, and then the last game, I believe, yep, uh, for November on the 30th, Gangs of Sherwood, uh, PS5, Xbox Series, and PC Chevy, what games are calling out to you? What games have you already picked up? Um, haven't picked up anything yet, though. I am uh, probably going to pick up Star Ocean Second Story R just because um, it's like one of the best Star Ocean games, and I've heard the remake is was done really well. So I've been hearing people talking it up. Yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely want to check that out. And then uh, on the seventeenth, Super Mario RPG remake. That's like a must buy for me. I've played that game multiple times already in the past i will, will definitely play it again um, and with it being on switch i can play it you know on my commute or at work uh so uh yeah i love that game as far as anything else um not really uh, i am a little blown away to see hogwarts legacy on switch that'll be uh interesting to see how that looks yeah and then uh it's like one of the best looking games out there and it's on Switch, apparently. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Right. And then art style-wise, I, I like um, Grand Blue, but uh, I think we played one of the fighting games for that, and I wasn't a huge fan of it. So we'll see. Oh, and then Power Wash Simulator VR. I would love to play that, but I'm not buying a on Facebook your, headset. On your MetaQuest 3? Yeah. So if it comes out for PSVR, uh, I'm... I'm totally picking it up because I love Power Wash Simulator. It's a good just kind of zone out and, and, you know, multitask game. So, yeah, that's it. I almost 
did a first for me ever and i was going to say i'm not buying anything this month but um where is it robocop rogue city i'd like to pick up at some point mm. it's not a high priority for me but i played the demo and it's actually a lot of fun uh and if you're curious about it check it out there's a demo um it's it's pretty solid so i would like to play through that but it's just not a, a high priority for me so i likely won't pick it up soon but if it's on sale at some point I can see myself picking it up. I am curious about Banisher's Ghost of New Eden, but I don't think that's out. If it is out, it's weird that I haven't heard from it. So um, we'll see. Uh, Day Before, I am interested in if it ever releases. Uh, but it's not coming out this month, so there's no point in talking about it. Uh, Call of Duty Modern War- Warfare 3, I have not heard like really anything good about it. And uh, it was made in 16 months, apparently. And uh, it just doesn't look that great to me. So this is one of the first Call of Duty's... That I'm probably not going to buy. And I'm fine with that. But uh, it feels weird because I'm one of those people who buys Call of Duty every year. Even though like the last two, I told myself I wouldn't buy. And then I bought, well, no, not the last two. The two before the last one, I told myself I wouldn't buy and I bought them. So, but I just, I don't, I don't feel that. I don't feel that with Modern Warfare 3. It just doesn't look that great to me. So, um, yeah, really cool to see Hogwarts Legacy on Switch. Hopefully it runs well. And Super Mario RPG Remake. Uh, I'll I'll see yours, see how it, how it is. But uh, that's really cool. When we watched it, it looked really good. Mm-hmm. So uh, really excited for that. Jurassic Park Classic Games Collection. I'm really curious about because there's some old Jurassic Park games that I absolutely love. And so that just sounds like torture to me, dude. Those games are so hard. They're hard. They're rough. Um, the two on Sega Genesis. I love. I love the one from Super Nintendo. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I need to look into this and see what it, what it offers, but, uh, sounds pretty cool, but yeah, no, no high priority games in November. And I'm so okay with that because I'm playing catch up and making sure I am, uh, getting everything I need to get done before the end of the year, this month, the next, because, uh, we got to talk about game of the year and hopefully we can get some other people on the show to, uh, to talk about that as well with us. But, uh, if you guys don't know, we typically have a discussion where we do our game of the year and two runner ups. So, uh, I'm trying to get some games beat so I can have that conversation fully. But I've been making progress, and we'll talk about that here in a sec when it comes to um, games we've been playing. But, yeah, overall, November is kind of a chill month, and I'm okay with that. So, Oh, uh, I'm curious about Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. But, uh, again, not a high-priority high priority, uh, game to play. So um, Yeah, it's definitely going to be down the line for me because I still have to play all the other ones at some point. Yep. So. Yep. 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 Anything else? Nope. All right. Let's know in the comments what games have you guys already picked up in November? What games do you plan on picking up in November? Is there a game that's not on this list uh, that uh, you would recommend or you're looking forward to playing or you've already picked up that you'd like to tell us? Let us know in the comments. And uh, is there any other games on this list that are possibly inaccurate like the day before? Uh, if you know, tell me the Banishers Ghosts of New Eden thing. If that is, is that out? I'm going to look it up after this, but. Uh, it's not like a high hype game for me, but I'm kind of curious about it. Um, and uh, yeah, let us know everything you're thinking about in the comments below when it comes to game releases in November. Um, all right, so let's jump into what we've been playing. We're going to talk about the games we've been playing like the last week, week and a half. Um, let's start with you. Okay. Uh, it should be pretty easy. Uh, I've been mostly playing Monster Hunter World. They were on sale. I finally picked them up on PC. Had kind of an itch to play Monster Hunter anyways. And uh, I've been chugging along through that. I am currently in uh, high rank on the base game uh, and doing the 
elder dragons for the first time uh, fought Nergagante, uh, Kushaladora, and uh, I think doing uh, Teostra next. <clears throat> uh, it's been a lot of fun. Been playing it. That's uh, the first time you fought them on the PC. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a save on on PlayStation where I was in Iceborne, but yeah, that's what I was. Gonna, I was like, "What the fuck yeah, are you talking about?" But I'm playing on PC, so I had to start mm-hmm. over. Gotcha. Um, been kind of rushing through it as as much as I can uh, while doing quests that unlock things, but uh, been skipping a lot of the random, just go kill random you know, wyvern over here, et cetera. So, um, been playing mostly by myself, but recently Chris has been hopping on and playing with me, which is, is fine. Cause, uh, as I've kind of told some randos I've played online with, uh, when they come in and they see my, my, uh, my rank, they're like, do you want to fight this? Or you want me to just destroy it? I'm like, I've played this before. Please just kill it. I'm just trying to get to Iceborne. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't care. I'm not here for a challenge. I'm trying to get caught up. Yeah, so, at least they're considerate enough to ask. Yeah, no, for sure. I appreciate it. It's also kind of nice playing on PC that I'm playing with the controller, but when I want to talk to people, I can just throw my hands on the keyboard oh, yeah. and just type. For so, sure. <laughs> that's great because I don't like having voice chat on. Um, you know, I'm not old school in that in that regard. I uh, I definitely shut off voice chat in every game I play. So um, Most because I just don't want to deal with people, to be honest. And I usually play with friends only. So, um, But yeah. The, the community for Monster Hunter is typically pretty good anyway, so I'm not too worried about it. Also, I, I read something recently that apparently there's an uptick of people playing Monster Hunter World right now uh, versus Rise, which I don't understand. But maybe that's just a, you know, getting burnt out of one, but they still want to play Monster Hunter, so they're bouncing back and I forth. I get it because every single person I ever talk to about Monster Hunter always says that Monster Hunter World is the better game across the board, which I agree with. But Rise has things in it that are that are great like the mobility certain things with combat all sorts of stuff but the game is visually the weapons yeah yeah but uh it's not made of the quality of world so i assume everybody got their fill of world they hopped over to rise they got their fill of rise now they're hopping back over to the world because it's the most triple a and best made monster hunter but uh well it's funny when i throw up sos flares uh people join so there's still people playing um it's not to the same extent obviously i i remember even searching for sos's uh originally like when the game first came out you'd get random results every time and now it's like the same every time so Hmm. you could tell the community's you know much smaller right now which makes sense the game's old but yeah um it's just funny that there are enough people playing it to still play multiplayer um but I mean, that's great. Monster, Monster Hunter has such a dedicated community, though, that that game until the next world or whatever the big one uh, coming next is kind of overdue for them to announce. One yeah, right now, so. they're not going to go away. It's like going to get smaller because some people are going to play the game so much. They're going to start playing some other game for mm-hmm. a while. But uh, I, I know somebody personally who's like obsessed with Monster Hunter and still plays it nonstop. So, um, yeah, there's people who are just like, that's their game. Yeah, and I and I get it, um, especially because there is an end game grind as well. So yeah. you could spend a lot of time, especially if you're, you know, multi weapon, you know, trying to make perfect builds and stuff. So, um, but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it, though it is definitely distracting me from the stuff I should be playing. Uh, sometimes you got that itch, you got to kind of do it. So, uh, yeah. Other than that, uh, I haven't really played a whole lot of anything uh, except for I did play a game today, uh, right before filming. 
I was watching a stream of someone playing this game called, I think it's called Backpack Battler or something like that. I could have it wrong. There's a demo on Steam right now. The game doesn't release until April of next year. So um, it is basically a beta that you're playing into, but it is a online versus uh, create your backpack uh, by piecing different bags together, random equipment together, auto battler. It, it's hard to explain, but hmm. uh, I'll try to do it kind of step by step. So uh, right off the bat, you pick one of two. Oh, it's the game you're showing me. Yeah, one yep. of two available classes. They have three more planned right now. But right now there is like a ranger and a kind of look like a reaper type job but they're basically like the rogue type um and your base backpack has like in in the case like i played the the i don't know what it's called but it's like a reaper style job <clears throat> the any weapons that are in that backpack get poison damage also and so like incentivizes keeping weapons in that backpack and then like you'll find these two by two backpacks that have no um bonuses but they're like you know a nice quick patch they, they're a shape that makes sense etc um there's one by four straight line backpacks that are like potion belts and so like they give bonuses to potions i think it allows you to use them faster or something like that um there's these one by two ones that are 10 percent faster anything that's equipped into those ones etc there's a lot of like different stuff like this um there's just single one by one ones and they give you one armor uh, but they're they're kind of awkward because you know it's just one spot <clears throat> and then your weapons have different shapes like they could be one by two one by three uh z shaped you know etc so it's a it's kind of like playing tetris with your inventory while trying to maximize uh your stats yeah it almost reminded me of um that street fighter puzzle fighter game almost in the sense of like you're mixing puzzle mechanics in with uh there's a there's another layer of, of of gameplay in terms of like there's combat they are they are trying to um yeah do the puzzle well with or for i could see that a little bit it's also I, I think it's more so like a um how do i word this like there's a moving simulator where you move into a place and you you're unpack it's an unpacking simulator that's what it is and you're like trying to like make everything fit perfectly or mm -hmm. whatever it's you're basically you're playing inventory cleanup constantly um while yeah mixing and matching stats and stuff and then when you hit when you leave the store and you hit play it matches you with another person who has done that and the, the it's an auto battler and so like you know an example is i had like four daggers you know pretty early on in one of my recent fights and they only had two and so like i just had four attacks and so it didn't matter what kind of stuff they had uh because I was able to just burn them down real quick in the beginning, but then later on I wasn't getting good upgrades and I'd run into people who had like these crazy ultra weapons and armor they've made and I couldn't hurt them and they were just destroying me after a while. So um, it has a ranked mode as well, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, I didn't mess with that too much. I was just kind of uh, going through as you win or lose, you get trophies and you use those to buy cosmetics for the characters and stuff. So um, pretty cool. It's just a little demo. Um, it's free to try out on Steam. Like I said, I don't know if it's all going to be on other things or not, but um, if you like micromanaging and you like auto battlers, uh, I think it's pretty fun. So, yeah, it sounds like an interesting uh, premise. Yeah, and it's not even out yet. Like I said, it didn't come out till April, so who knows what will change by then too. So yeah, um, 
And for someone who's not into competitive stuff, it's kind of takes the pressure off of that because you're like, you're basically just setting up, think like battle bots, basically. Like you set up your, your, your fighter and then they go, though you control your battle bot, obviously. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. Kind of fun. Uh, not something I play all the time, but you know, when do you I'm watching, have to go against people or is there, it cues you up. There's no bots or anything. There's no bots. Interesting. Yeah. So the game's gonna be dead if people don't play it. Probably, or it, or has bots, and I just have noticed them. Yeah, I'll say it would be smart of them to have like um, some kind of computer that will load in if you don't find a connection. Yeah, I just those are definitely Steam usernames I'm going against. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, that that's better. What I've been playing. That's so, it. That's it. All right. Fuck. Okay. All right, a uh, quick reminder that our game of the month for this month, uh, which was a community pick, but not the community pick, uh, Sid Meier's Pirates, so we're playing that this month. Also for Plus Club, we are playing Dragon Ball The Breakers, Mafia 2, and Alien Fire Team Elite. The reason I'm bringing that up outside of a reminder is I have played Sid Meier's Pirates. I need to play it some more. Uh, we will talk about the end of the month, so I can't talk about it too much. Yeah, but I played that part of our last recording, so... Yeah, yeah. I like as soon as we found out that was the game of the month, I like I was like, it's ten bucks. I went and downloaded it. Mm-hmm. And, uh it is an old game. I got a lot to say about that. Uh, but one thing I want to throw out there in case you want to participate with us playing it this month, I don't expect anyone to do that, but if you want to, uh it wants you to have a numpad to control things. Otherwise you can use the mouse to click the numpad it has on the right bottom corner. I don't have a numpad on my uh, on my keyboard. I have a pretty compact keyboard, so uh, it's been an interesting experience so far. Yeah, I need TKL. to see if I yeah I uh, I need to uh, see if I can remap the keys. But it's an older game too, so I don't know if they're fixed or not. But uh, we'll talk about it. Just want to let you guys know that in case you're curious about picking it up for ten bucks on Steam. Uh, I've also played Alien Fire Team Elite, uh, which is one of the plus games. Um, I played it a little bit on a PlayStation to get kind of a feel. Um, and I'll talk about that, but just a little transparency. I have like over 60 hours in this game on PC. So I'm very, I I could review it right now easily. Uh, I've also played Dragon Ball, the breakers. Another thing I want to say about this without saying my opinion on it, but maybe you're thinking about downloading this. Uh, you don't know what it is like, like me, this is dead by daylight. I had no idea it was. I had no expectations of what this game was going to be. I thought it was going to be like a fighting game. But after the the tutorial, uh, you either join a team of eight or you are the villain. And the team of eight is running around trying to find these things to start some time machine or something. And the villain's trying to stop them from escaping. I had no idea that there was a Dragon Ball Z Dead by Daylight game. But this is that. And uh, I have a lot to say about it. So stay tuned. We'll talk about it. But uh, just letting you guys know, because I had no idea. Uh, Okay, so games I've played that I can talk about. First up is Don't Scream, which um, is a found footage style uh, horror game that I bought. Um, It's in early access, and it feels like it, because basically the game starts, uh, you wake up or something, and you start walking around the woods, and it's trying to be photorealistic looking, and it's pretty decent looking. I think it's Unreal Engine 5. Um, and basically, all you can do is walk. 
You just walk around the woods. You can go any direction. The game at the very beginning tells you put your headphones on, uh, turn your microphone on, make sure that it can hear you. Um, Because the game's called Don't Scream. If you scream, you die. I uh, successfully went through it and didn't scream. Can't see you screaming. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I I put these videos out all the time of me playing horror games where I'm yelling. I do that because it's fun. I'm like, whoa, 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 because it's just like, you know. But if I'm like actually scared, a lot of times I don't make a whole lot of noise when I get freaked out. I just go and like my heart goes boom. But like that's it because uh, I'm trying to like analyze the situation and figure out a way to to get out of it. Um, so I didn't expect myself to scream. But because the game challenges you to not scream, I was like, yeah, I'll try it out. Um, basically, you're. Wa- I don't want to spoil it too much, I guess, in case you're curious about playing it. But you walk through the woods. It becomes nighttime. Visibility is really low, and the game tries to scare the hell out of you nonstop to the point where it's very early access. And I had a moose run out of the bushes through me, just went, and I was like, okay, <laughs> it was funny. I almost, uh, it needs to be called Don't Laugh because uh, if I would have laughed out loud, I might have got killed. So I don't know what happens if you scream because I didn't scream, but I'll play it again and maybe I should stream it. Um, and and scream and see what happens but uh it's kind of neat it was pretty cheap and uh, apparently they're going to be adding a bunch of stuff to it in the future so this is like an early concept uh but i've been trying to i've been waiting to get my hands on one of these found footage games that everybody's working on right now there's like eight of them that people are working on found footage style games or um uh, body cam style games um and this is the first one i've played and it's pretty neat even though the controls are a little sluggish feeling but they can they can work on that other game I bought on a whim, looking for a scary game to play, uh, is Lethal Company, um, which people say is a funny and scary game to play with your friends. Lethal Company is basically, and I'm waiting for a streamer to get their hands on this game, because once they do that, it'll get really popular. But basically, it's Deep Rock Galactic without mining dwarves or uh, shooting things. Uh, you and a crew of three, so there's four of you on a ship, um, find moons uh, that are procedurally generated. You land on them. You have a certain amount of time to go into a building that's on that planet and it's all randomized and you have to essentially scrap it. You're finding parts and you're getting back to the ship to sell. You have like a quota in three days to meet in terms of product that you're selling. Um, And when you go into these buildings, they're like pitch black. There's, you know, it's, it's kind of like phasmophobia. You got to buy like gear to go on these missions. Um, but things I've ran into so far is like this little like moth bug guy who just like runs out of the shadows and stares at you. And, uh, if you have gear, he'll like take it and run off with it and you try to take it back, he'll attack you. Um, but if you don't fuck with him, he doesn't fuck with you. Uh, there's, there's automated turrets that were on in certain rooms. So, uh, I saw a guy walk into a room and just get shot instantly. I was like, oh, okay. Um, there was some kind of other guy walking around the dark. I forgot what it was, but it wasn't hostile either. But I was reassured by uh, a couple of the randos that I was playing with that there are definitely things that will just murder you uh, in the game. So I'll say this. Uh, this At first, I didn't know what this game was. And then you started talking about it. I was like, oh, it's that game you were playing with randos. And you were all like, my first time? Fuck it, dude. Like- <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was interesting. So I, I, I just found it randomly on Steam, downloaded it, hopped in. And I was like, uh, I was looking for a room. There's only one room, public room, and it was locked. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll just make a room. So I made a room, and instantly people just joined. I was like, 
oh, okay. And uh, some guy's like, this is my first time. I was like, this is your first time? He's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I've never played this either. And some other guy's like, yeah, I just bought this like three minutes ago. I'm like, dude, I literally just bought this like three minutes ago. Like, we're all just like brand new. And they're like, yeah. And then like the fourth guy was like, oh, yeah, I know. I know some stuff. And like he started telling us, uh, you know, how to do certain things. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. Like to you have a computer on your ship and you have to type in everything. You don't click on anything. So you type in like moons. And then when you look through the list of moons, you have to type in route and then whatever the moon name is and then hit enter. And then it'll be like, are you sure hit confirm or, uh, you know, cancel. You have to type out, confirm, whatever, like everything's done through tech. It's like an old, like DOS computer or something. Um, really weird, but kind of satisfying. Um, and then, yeah, you get stuff. If you survive, um, you fly back to like the main base and you sell off stuff. You make money to buy equipment to get bigger and better things. There's, um, you know, defensive weapons you can buy. There's all sorts of stuff. So I, I jokingly say it's Deep Rock Galactic because in Deep Rock Galactic, you go into randomized places to find certain objectives and leave with them. You do the same in this, except for you're just like dudes in spacesuits. Um, it's creepy too because when you split up you can't really you don't know where everybody's at and so like four of us went in on the first mission and uh, i eventually ran into the other two and the whole time i was like where's the fourth guy and they're like i don't know and i'm like nobody knows where the fourth guy's at and they're like no and then um we're like wandering around and then all of a sudden uh the spaceship is like all right everybody get back like the the leaving uh process has been initiated and we're all three of us are like who the fuck's leaving and like the fourth guy was just on the ship like trying to leave and i'm just like so we all had to like run out and then by the time we got to the ship it just took off without us and i was like that's cool yeah so but then the next like two rounds we played that guy who left early uh fell in holes both rounds we we're like jumping across this thing with a it was like a metal pipe or something you got to like jump onto and get across and he fell both times so I don't know. There's always that guy. But anyway, it's a it's a neat little game. I feel like it's definitely going to be uh, popular if it does take off. Uh, if people don't know about it, though, it'll probably just uh, have a small little community. But it's a cool idea and uh, definitely looking forward to watching it grow. OK, uh, I had a weird, weird moment in my life where uh, everyone was talking about um, OG Fortnite and uh Everyone's super hyped about it. I've seen constantly like on TikTok, people making jokes about like, you know, dropping where we're going to drop boys, like uh, all these old places that they used to play or whatever. And I the last time I played Fortnite was when OG Fortnite was the thing. So not a whole lot changed for me in this regard. But anyway, my curiosity on where Fortnite's at uh, peaked finally and I downloaded it. Um, it's come a long way since I last played it. Uh, the UI is completely different. Like uh, when you start the game up, there's a lot of different things you can do because of that Unreal Engine 5 creator thing that they added to it. I forgot what they call that. Um, I had an Alan Wake skin unlocked instantly because I, I think it's because I bought Alan Wake 2. Otherwise, I don't know why I have it. Um, and yeah, played Fortnite for a little bit for like a third of a day. It was weird. Uh, I'm not good at Fortnite. Um, I got some kills, but not as many as I would prefer. Uh, people have definitely played Fortnite for a long time and know the map really well and the weapons really well. I don't, so uh, that really showed. Um, 
but the game plays well. It looks good graphically, which is nice to see. Um, it's got a lot of imagination with a lot of the weird uh, tools and weapons that you can find. Um, it was kind of fun. One thing I think Fortnite does really well in terms of uh, battle royales and their progression is it feels kind of like Call of Duty in, in the sense that as you're playing, things are just leveling up and it's constantly telling you you're, you've completed this, you've completed that, you've unlocked this like nonstop. And it's just like, oh, cool. Oh, cool. And that's one thing a lot of uh, battle rails don't have is like progression that feels like it's happening at a at a pace that feels addictive. But uh, but yeah, Fortnite was all right. I think I would still play it, but I think I would want to play with friends because playing by myself was not as fun as I feel like it could be. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it, it, was in, it was interesting to play. Um, a lot has changed and a lot has stayed the same. So um, yeah, people have been pumped about this og fortnite though so i don't know what happened in between but people really missed um the original fortnite while that was happening the fever dream of me playing fortnite i was like what are other battle royales up to right now so i downloaded um apex legends uh probably no this is like my second time ever playing it on pc i used to play apex on a console way back when um played some apex went through i forgot what's called but it's like it's a placement match that uh tries to figure out where it's going to put you in the ranking beat that one won that easily um but i think there was bots involved with that but my first like two matches real matches i played with like randos um we won all of them i was like not bad uh for not having played in a while but that I think it's kind of a testament to just how good of a first-person shooter Apex Legends is. Uh, I also prefer um, the first-person aspect of, of shooting uh, in a battle royale over a third-person. Well, I guess not really, because in Fortnite, you're, you're doing a lot of jumping around and shit, too. That feels kind of weird. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely prefer Apex Legends in terms of um, its combat and uh, abilities and stuff. It's actually a lot of fun. Again, another game I would probably want to play with friends if I played again. But uh, it was fun kind of revisiting uh, older Battle Royales and seeing where they're at, considering I don't really play much of those anymore. Closest thing I play to Battle Royales nowadays, and it's not a Battle Royale, don't call it that, is uh, Hunt Showdown. But uh, but yeah. Okay, uh, I got three games I've been playing um, that completed. As you guys know, I have a huge list of games that I need to complete. That's something I always talk about on Tasty Cast. And I, I th- I'm proud of myself. I fucking committed and I did this. Okay, so um, I beat Dead Island 2. Um, I hopped into that and uh, I was like, I got to be close to beating that. Uh, hopped in. I had like four missions left in the main story. So I played through that, uh, beat the game, forgot first off how good that game looks. Secondly, how that game has one of the best gore engines I've seen in a game. Um I'm playing that and I'm thinking like, man, Killing Floor 3 better fucking have something as good or better because uh, that was the last game I thought the gore was really good mm-hmm. in uh, was Killing Floor 2. Um, story's kind of interesting in Dead Island 2, um, but the combat's a lot of fun. The game's a lot of fun. Will it be in my top three games of the year? Probably not. But uh, I wanted to beat it because I remember really enjoying playing it. It's on Epic Games too, so that's one of the reasons why I stopped playing is 
as soon as I drop the launcher, I'm not thinking about what's on there. True. Um, which is kind of a kind of shitty, but whatever. Uh, so yeah, I beat Dead Island two. Had a lot of fun playing it again, and uh, I could definitely see myself continuing playing it. But kind of like the last two games I talked about, I'd like to play it with friends because that game's a lot of fun with friends. Uh, very happy to say that I beat Remnant two finally. Uh, I had like. 40 or 50 hours in the game and still unbeaten it. Um, and so finally I sat down and played it and beat it. Um, the last boss of Remnant 2, I won't say anything about for anybody playing through it, but the game went from having like you know, <laughs> challenging bosses I expect to fight in a Remnant game like the original one. Yeah. They're never on par with like a Dark Souls boss, though. They're not that hard, but they're like they're like challenging. It's a shooter more than it is like a Dark Souls style game, but it's definitely influenced by it. The last boss in Remnant 2 made me feel that feeling where you fight someone in like Elden Ring and you're like, how the fuck am I supposed to beat this dude? You gotta be able to beat him. There's no way you can't. And then I fight him again. I'm like, okay, he does this, I'm learning that. Okay, oh, he does that. Now I'm learning that. But like you die, you die, you die, you die, you die. And uh, it's been a while since I played a game where I died that many times on a boss. Um, it really ramps up the difficulty with the final boss in round two. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, he has two phases. I won't talk about those. I'm just going to say that, though. Um, the first phase was pretty easy to get past. It's a little challenging. I, it was more of a timing thing. If I fucked my timing up, I would just die. But if I got my timing down, it was super easy. Um, yeah, that's my biggest problem. I suck at dodging. So, But the second phase just throws you into something where a lot of things are happening. And it's not even hard to learn necessarily. It's the independent mechanics that are happening all at once. You have to learn them like one at a time. So I almost like had to die multiple times just to learn how things worked and what their timing was and even once i got that down i barely beat the boss it was like really close and when i beat him i was just like holy shit okay and i just like had to like <laughs> stop playing for a second and take a break like i was just like i was I, <laughs> it, it, it was pretty rough but um but i beat him i beat the game uh so i'm very happy about that and just the time because remnant 2's dlc is coming out on the 14th i believe of this month so in a couple days Jesus, i think tuesday okay. um which will add a whole new area new story new items new weapons and a new archetype that i believe is like an elemental dude we actually have a video we're going to be watching to go through all that so um definitely a remnant episode if you're playing that uh stay tuned um but yeah remnant 2 really good game definitely one of my favorite games of the year easily so stay tuned at the end of december when we do our game of the year discussion because it might be uh pretty high we'll find out i got a lot of games i gotta shuffle through but uh remnant 2 is definitely one of my favorite games of the year easily um especially after beating it i was just like man what a what a fucking great game what a great full complete game um <laughs> uh and then last game third game three games i beat in a weekend was alan wake 2 um that I can't talk about because I <laughs> I don't want I don't want to say anything about the story. Yeah, fair. Um, so a couple things about Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake 2 is a game deserving of the title of Alan Wake 2. It's better than the original Alan Wake. It improves on everything. It's one of the best looking games I've ever seen in my life, graphically and style wise. It is easily one of the top five like best looking games I've ever seen. 
uh, for me personally. Uh, what I mean by that stylistically is like Hunt Showdown, I think is like an amazing looking game style wise. Um, there's just certain games that I'm just like, ah, the imagination is so fucking good. Like what, how they, how they made everything look. Alan Wake 2 is just like insane looking. Uh, the locations are just gorgeous. Um, it's based in the Pacific Northwest, which is where we live. And it's the closest thing I've seen in a game to that. Uh, the rainforests are like a lush and like covered in moss and rain and like just, just everything about it is just like incredible looking. Um, but even like, you know, the urban areas, the, uh, I can't talk about locations really, but like, uh, the lighting, the colors, everything about it is just fucking immaculate. It's so, so good to look at. This game is incredible looking. It's also super gory too, which is kind of crazy. Um, You'll shoot dudes and there's just blood everywhere, um, which the first game was not like. Uh, the game has a really cool system that's in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything, of Saga can go to her mind place when she's uh, playing at any time. This <clears throat> One thing I want to say real quick before I even get into that is this and Lords of the Fallen are the first two games I've seen that is telling me that everybody needs an SSD to continue games forward because it's not just can you load to a new location in spider-man fast or not it's can your game play the mechanics that need to load quickly or not because lords of the fallen is rendering two places at once you can dip in and out of at any time that takes a lot of uh speed speed yeah and then alan wick 2 has so many things happening uh that are loading so quickly that if you couldn't load them quickly the game doesn't work. In fact, I installed it on my HDD uh, and um, the audio was out of sync on a lot of things. And it's driving me nuts. So I installed it on my SSD and it fixed everything. So anyone having problems with the game should definitely install it on their SSD. But anyway, my point is with that whole thing is when you're playing this game at any time you hit tab on play on PC and it instantly just takes you like to the mind place where you're where you're doing your investigation and you get all these clues and you start putting them on the board and starts giving you clues on what's happening in the real world gives you a lot of insight gives you a lot of story this is also where you upgrade your weapons stuff like that um and just how seamless it is at first i was like that seems like it's kind of an out of the way thing that's maybe going to detract from the gameplay possibly it doesn't at all it's super investing and it's super smooth how quickly it happens there's like no loading it's just like you're in the middle of walking through the woods and you hit the button. It's like, boom. And you're just like there. And she's just like staring at the board and you start doing stuff. Um, really inventive and uh, fantastic storytelling through that, that uh, I just haven't seen in a game before. This is like, this is a, this is a glimpse at where games are going in terms of what they're going to be able to do to tell stories. They don't have to be like Alan Wake two, but just it's not all about loading the next location fast enough in terms of like, oh, I want to fast travel, but what you can do with loading things faster. It's, it's insane. It's insane. Um, and Alan Wake also has his own thing. I don't want to talk about too much. Um, just cause I don't know if the trailers really went into that too far. It's pretty fortunate that, uh, SSD prices are, are reasonable. Uh, cause you know, for a while there it was kind of rough, but you can get like an M2 for dirt cheap now. So, yeah. Yeah. And they're going to, they're they're gonna 
when they're designing a game, they have to think about can people even play our game? They're going to have to start thinking about that more and more now because uh, both these games came out and certain people had performance issues and they're confused about it. And uh, after experiencing both, I was like, this is an SSD issue. Some people aren't playing this on SSDs. Well, and both consoles are SSDs. So Exactly. So on um, console, you don't have to worry about it as much. You, yeah. It's some, well, for, if you're a PC gamer, you know, you kind of get to the point where you have to realize it's time to to catch up. Yeah. You know, you know, with graphics cards, you know, how many generations behind am I? Okay, I need to start thinking about it. And same same thing with, you know, they've been pushing towards SSD for a while and the multiple different types there are now. Like it is nice you can get a nice cheap hard drive and it's great for storage reasons, but for gaming, you really should be probably thinking about it if you haven't yet so well i'm curious enough to uh lords of the fallen was having performance issues on xbox but not on ps5 so yeah i know the ps5 um has faster read speeds yeah it has that proprietary cable technology yep. so and then pc is the wild west everybody's gonna have different setups True. so um so you don't you don't need cables with an m2 because it just plugs directly into your motherboard exactly yeah yeah so uh yeah. Um, back to Alan Wake, though. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, no, it's fine. <coughs> oh, my God. Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, Alan Wake 2, phenomenal looking. Uh, the soundtrack's amazing. The performances are, are really good. Uh, the writing is very good as well. Uh, super investing. As soon as the game starts, I was already hooked. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Um, a lot of really interesting... Um, turns in the story there is a big plot point that i hope a lot of people didn't catch early on and were surprised by it but i was not not to be like well i had it figured out but something happens early on in the game that they really want it to be a big surprise later that changes a lot of things in the story and i the whole time was like i'm pretty sure that's what's happening here and as soon as it got revealed i was like this they act like it's a big surprise i'm like man i wish that was like a little more convincing um but this game does allow you to play uh either saga or alan wake's uh campaigns at any time you want you can switch between at any time because they're happening happening um uh simultaneously yeah uh i was trying to figure out my wording there because i don't want to really reveal anything on accident either um but because of that storytelling mechanism and what I chose to do, um, I kind of assumed something was happening. And then when they revealed it, I was like, yeah, I, I kind of feel like that was pretty obvious. Um, and then I think the ending, without saying anything about it, was good, but not as impactful as I wanted it to be. But it worked. It worked as a good resolution to the story. But this, But getting there was fucking incredible um the story is so interesting getting to the end point but the end point uh was just not as amazing as i was hoping it to be but it was definitely it was really good so cool uh yeah uh gameplay is a lot of fun too i saw somebody on twitter or x say that uh alan wake 2 is not about the gameplay it's about the story and i'm like that's I get what you're trying to say, but I don't agree with you at all because the story is obviously really good, but I enjoy the gameplay as well. Like I, I'm not playing it just for the story. They're trying to make the case that if you play it on casual, it's fine because the game's not about the gameplay. And I'm like, 
Don't agree at all. Um, guns feel good. They feel impactful. They got great sound effects and recoil. So shooting feels really good. Uh, the upgrades are really creative. They're not what you'd expect, but they add a element of changing up your gameplay as you level up your weapons. Um, flashlight mechanic from the original game is back, but it's a little different in this one. Uh, it feels more like, um, I don't know, it feels more impactful than the first game. It's uh, it's interesting. Um, and yeah, what else can I talk about without saying anything? I don't know. Alan Wake 2 is fucking amazing. It's absolutely one of the best games of 2023. Uh, don't be surprised if it's in my top three uh, games for this year at the game of the year discussion we're going to be having. So um, it's very good. I recommend people play it because uh, you might get a, a Fortnite skin. Um, unless that's not from that, I don't know. I'm still confused about that. Uh, yeah. So I beat some games. I played a lot of games. So uh, that's my list. Got anything else? <clears throat> I don't. All right, well, let us know in the comments what games have you guys been playing, what games uh, have you played and would recommend us play. Is there anything you're looking forward to playing soon? And uh, we played Elm Wick 2, Remnant 2, any of the games we uh, played. And uh, have you heard of Lethal Company? Um, have you played Don't Scream? Let us know in the comments below. All right, uh, we got some videos to watch. First one, uh, we're not going to get much from, but I think we should watch it and at least get our uh, thoughts on. And that is the new Mass Effect official N7 Day teaser trailer um, for the uh, upcoming uh, first look of Mass Effect 5. <laughs> I was like, What's, what, where are we at here? Um, so yeah, we're going to watch this. It's a really small teaser. I've already seen a little blip of it, so I kind of know what to expect. But I want to discuss it. Uh, but before we watch it, um, I like Mass Effect. And I thought Mass Effect 2 was really good. I didn't play Mass Effect 3 a whole lot, and I never played Andromeda. Um, I hope they can make a good Mass Effect, but I'm skeptical of them being able to do that because the people who made Mass Effect, Mass Effect, don't work there anymore. And so at this point, it's people just trying to emulate, uh, you know, what they did originally and so i don't have a whole lot of faith but i want it to be good i want every game to be good that's pretty much where i'm at when it comes to new mass effect but i do not have any big hype for it i would love to be surprised that's where i'm at when it comes to mass effect you like mass effect i like mass effect i love mass effect 2 it's one of my favorite western rpgs of all time it's really good um man if bioware was like that still i didn't finish mass effect 3 and did not touch Andromeda. So I, I'd say there's a chance I'll like it, but I'm also kind of picky when it comes to, um, you know, these kind of games. So uh, we'll see. I'm hopeful because I think Mass Effect um, 1 and 2 specifically, like, had a lot of really good storytelling and lore uh, to present. It had a really cool sci-fi that I was a, a big fan of. The alien races were interesting, etc. Yeah. Um, and I would love to like want to be part of that world and like fall in love with it again. But Mass Effect Three kind of like bummed me out playing it. And then uh, when Andromeda came out, it had some issues, and I was just like, I guess I don't like Mass Effect anymore. That kind of sucks. So that's me with Star Wars. Same same problem there yeah. um and dragon age so yeah uh stop ruining worlds i love please <laughs> yeah 
I agree with that. Yeah, it's it's kind of uh, kind of sad because uh, Bioware at their at their peak and uh, storytelling obviously had no rival, but uh, it sucks because the Mass Effect universe is it feels mass it's it's Mass Effect like they they actually made something that felt not just like generic sci-fi mm-hmm. they had their own thing going and uh, to throw that away is such a fucking shame so uh, I'm hoping for the best when it comes to a new Mass Effect uh, on a side note I heard like a year or two after Andromeda had come out that slowly people were coming out going like it's actually pretty good now that they fixed it so it might be be worth playing now. I don't sure, know. I I I don't have a hard opinion on it because I didn't play it. I just because yeah. it had such a negative beginning, and I already kind of had negative thoughts of the third game, mostly because the things I love about Mass Effect just weren't there anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I should just go through. They got that. Uh, I think it's on sale right now too. Actually, the was it the Legend Edition or whatever it comes mm-hmm. with all three games. And they've been remade though. I don't know how I feel about. Remake aspect of it, I need to look in that as well. But yeah, um, yeah. Anyways, I was in, yeah. I worry about like changes they may have made because you know how people are these days. So, yep. Oh. All right. Well, this teaser is thirty four seconds, so we're not going to get a lot from it, but we'll watch it. We'll talk about it. You ready to watch this? Yep. All right. This is the Mass Effect official N seven day teaser trailer. Three, two, one, go. Gameplay not final. I knew we were going to get feet to begin with. Bro, your jacket's way too big. In the front. Okay. That is the teaser. So let's uh, let's go back to the only thing we really got anything from, and that was this reveal. Um, first off, I just want to say the music was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. The feeling, the the even though it's a brief shot of anything, uh, had almost like a uh, not quite espionage, but something something almost uh, elusive about it, which uh, is interesting. Uh, we don't know who this character is, but a lot of people are speculating that it is Shepard. I don't know what happened to Shepard in three because I never beat it. Um, <laughs> so anybody who actually has beaten that and is going, you don't know what the fuck happened. I I played three for a little bit. I, I couldn't get into it. Um, but Apparently, a lot of people are saying they think it's Shepard because the color scheme of the outfit is the same as Shepard's outfit with the with the red and the gray and the black and the N7. Um, so but obviously they have a Daft Punk helmet on. Um, it is a cool looking jacket uh, for sure. But uh, yeah, they obviously want this to be mysterious for a reason to keep us guessing. Uh, other than that, though, I couldn't really speculate on who this is. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the overall tone seems cool. It looks good, but I mean, I don't know if this is an engine or if it's uh, if it's CGI. Um, it said not gameplay, but I don't think it's gameplay at all. Um, so yeah, not a whole lot to go off of from here, but uh, just a little taste of a possible art direction uh, for whatever they're cooking up. What do you think? Uh, you gleaned a lot more from that than I did. Uh, that was definitely a character in Mass Effect themed clothing walking down a hallway. That's what I got out of it. <laughs> True. 
they also have a pistol and some stuff on the back. Nothing I'm going to be able to. They're definitely weapons in Mass Effect. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, teaser trailers suck for me, man. Like, yeah, they're they're meant to be. When this like, is like a teaser teaser. They're meant to be basically like, hey, this thing exists. Get hyped. And I don't do that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, teasers, unless it's like announcement, unless it's like Death Stranding yeah. 2 or something, a teaser doesn't really do a whole lot for me. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's for everybody. If you're really into Mass Effect still, you love every single one of them. This is probably like, woo, it's coming. But we already knew they're yeah. working on one. So it doesn't have the same kind of like reveal effect. Um, but I mean, just I guess from to actually just actually provide something other than just, you know, the obvious. Um, I am hopeful uh, that they can make a good Mass Effect game because I love Mass Effect 2. Uh, and I like Mass Effect 1 uh, quite a bit. Um, I don't think it holds up gameplay-wise. But um, I really just hope that they don't make third-person shooter game, which they're probably going to do, yeah, um, with some RPG mechanics to it. Because I think a lot of Western RPGs have kind of like... They use the the stuff you expect, um, but you kind of become jack of all trades and uh, specializing doesn't make any sense. So uh, we'll see. I hope it's pretty hard on the, the RPG side of things. Uh, but my biggest thing is, and I didn't play Andromeda, so maybe they did kind of do that. But side questing in Mass Effect 3 was so stupid compared yeah. to like the previous games. So. Uh, give me something to do other than walk down hallway and finish story. And I, this is a little hypocritical, I guess, coming from the guy who doesn't like open world, but um, I don't mind revisiting locations and do side quests and stuff like that either. Like, I don't know. I just felt like um, Mass Effect 1 was too linear, or 3 was too linear. Mass Effect 1 and 2 were great. Uh, like I yeah. said, but uh, yeah, I'm hopeful, but I also, I don't trust EA. It's not the same Bioware. Like I don't, there's not a lot of reasons for me to be excited, yep. uh, because the people behind it, uh, as far as I'm concerned, are unproven. So yeah, I mean that's that's fair. Um, me and you are both pretty good about that, but the name of companies doesn't mean anything when certain people have left. Uh, yeah. Now it doesn't mean they can't make a good game, True. but when people go like, "Well, it's Blizzard," it's like, "Well, the Blizzard you're talking about doesn't exist anymore." So yeah, uh, that's just a name at this point. Um, just like Bioware, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. Bioware was amazing for sure. Maybe some of the people are still around, but like the main two dudes left a long time ago. And since they left, uh, it seems like things have not been as, uh, good at Bioware. You can say that even about like Square, like the guy who made all the old school Final Fantasies, he's not part of Square anymore. He has his own company, he makes mobile games now, but like, that's what a sham, you know, uh, that's his thing. And, and Nomura is like basically, I guess like the last thread of old school square stuff and mm. it's all new people now so yeah you know when people were complaining about 16 not being the final fans that they love that guy isn't there anymore <laughs> get over it yeah well like uh call of duty call mm-hmm. duty is gonna sell no matter what they're, sure. they're at that wow level where the only person can kill call of duty is call of duty but yep. um all the big minds that created call of duty and made it what the fuck it is now they're all gone uh yeah, Vince Sampella went and made Apex Legends, another super successful shooter. Still going. Um yeah. the the dude is the guy with the ideas for sure. Um not to say people uh don't have ideas over with uh you know Activision, but and then they made a Star War. They are, yeah, which has also <laughs> been well received. It has been. um 
but they are just kind of trying to keep the the train going. They're like, these games sell well. We got to make sure we just keep selling them well. Mm-hmm. But they don't got the ideas. Um, and so all the idea people make these games. They get huge. They get really popular. They make a bunch of money. And then corporate uh, entities come in and go, well, we got to keep that going. And then the people who don't want to make the same game over and over and over again forever go, well, I'm going to leave. And then the people under them have to stick around and go, okay, we're still working yeah. on more Mass Effects now. We got to yeah. keep making money for the upper people. Yeah, I'm not interested in, in making more Coca-Cola. I would like to make, you know, craft soda. Yeah, so. exactly. And so a lot of these people leave and then they, you know, it gets the company in terms of its creative uh, aspects. And then it's just the people who go, well, we know how to make Mass Effect, so we'll just keep making it. We know how to make Call of Duty. We'll keep making it. But there's no one going like, well, this is what we should be doing, though. Here's the new vision of what we're going to do with this. That all being said, um, I'm definitely open to a new Mass Effect. I hope it's good. I hope it's fucking amazing. I hope Me it comes too. out. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Bioware's back. Especially from company who, you know, wrote off single player games and then single player games start thriving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fucking stupid. Um, or tired of service games, man. Yeah, it's amazing. More and more I talk to people and, and I'll, I'll make fun of like live service games. They're like, yeah, I'm getting kind of sick of these. I'm like, cool. I'm glad this that that's like a wave. Um, I 100% think that the next Mass Effect will be a third-person cover shooter with magic um which is fine yeah that won't change what i think of a mass effect going forward the things that will is what bioware arguably is what bioware has always been famous for and they don't do anymore is dialogue and choice and story yeah if they fucking forget about that and just make a shooter it's not mass effect it's just Mass Effect within that universe. Like it's part of the Mass Effect universe, but like it's not it's not gonna be that that's what people love about those games. It's just the the aspect of talking with people and making decisions constantly in conversation. If they're too lazy to want to do that, then you're you're you don't fucking make the game. Well and and I, I not that I expect them to be Boulder's Gate, because that's yeah, a tall order, but um, relationship systems and I don't necessarily mean in the regards of like who you're going to like sleep with but like you know friendships sure. etc like those kind of things are what make these types of games fun in my opinion um, I love being able to like you say something and someone starts to think less of you or think more of you etc um, expand upon that kind of stuff I like one of my favorite things in, in Bowler's Gate is just like every little decision you make has like a reaction to it and I, I love that well boulders gate 3 is what bioware should be making now true <laughs> like no excuses they should be making something on par with this because I love a dragon age like that because bioware was doing this yeah. a long time ago before anybody else was doing it and now nobody's doing it and uh larian was like yeah we'll just I'll put yeah. we'll put the effort in um bioware needs needs to do that they're not anymore uh they made anthem um like they're they're just you know trying to make live service games and and fucking shooters and stuff like that so anyway um if they can put the effort in and create a story that that you're invested in but that you feel like you actually are making decisions and altering that story that's what people want from bioware game um if they don't know that or they don't realize that or they don't care enough to attempt that uh then honestly i feel like they're they're betraying their fan base but they did that already so um if they want to make things right um try to get back on that track um and i hope the next mass effect can do that i mean i already assume it's going to be a competent shooter it's going to look good um it's going to be cinematic probably 
which is all great, but uh, you got to make that good story and you got to give people choices. Uh, that's more important than than the shooting aspect, in my opinion. So uh, hopefully they can nail that. Um, but yeah, outside of that, like I said, I, I got a lot out of the, the teaser more than you did. Uh, aesthetically, I think I think it, it, it seems cool from what we got in 34 seconds. So um, hoping to see more and hoping uh, they'll do the right thing and make the right decisions in terms of trying to make Mass Effect feel like Mass Effect again. So uh, you got anything else to say on the teaser? All right, we'll let we out. We said way more uh, with uh, that teaser. Mostly industry talk, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, let us know in the comments what do you guys think of this teaser? What did you catch anything from this that you want to discuss? Enlighten us, uh, throw it out there. Let us know uh, what do you want from the next Mass Effect? How do you feel about Bioware? And uh, what kind of game do you want Mass Effect next to be? And uh, yeah, let me know everything you think about in the comments below when it comes to Mass Effect as a whole. Uh, yeah, let me know. All right, uh, this is a little late, but we're going to be watching this trailer because I haven't done a, an official like reaction to this, and I've had people ask me about it, so we're going to watch this. This is the day before official gameplay overview and release date trailer. Uh, this was one they revealed that the game has been delayed. Uh, if you don't know, the day before is a third-person zombie survival game. It's going to be online. It looks similar to uh, uh, The Division. And uh, yeah, you you do a bunch of stuff in it. Uh, this game has been very um, controversial uh, because of constant delays, uh, bad communication, big promises, um, and uh, some advertising that people uh, think is a little too close to other games and sometimes verbatim exactly like other games uh, trailers. Um, and so, yeah, there's been a lot of confusion about this game, a lot of interesting theories, people who think this game literally does not exist, which I am not one of you guys, because I think it'd be crazy for anybody to create assets, to create trailers for years, not getting your money for it and still doing it to not release a game. That makes no sense to me. There's no scam. There's no money being made in that. Um, but then other people think that the game will come out broken, buggy, not what they promised. I yeah I I believe that could happen for sure. That'd be the the usual business there. That, that happens with AAA games, yeah. but big ambitious uh, not AAA games. Yeah, definitely could have issues. Um, so yeah, I think before we watch this, I think the game will release one hundred percent. In what state? Have no idea. But there's a part of me that I hope the people who say this game is fake and not real, like doesn't exist. I hope you're right because I I can't think of an example of that happening ever. And I don't know why you would do that, um, especially because they didn't. You're not buying this game early, so it's just like what they're, they're just bored and fucking with people. Doesn't make sense. Um, so yeah, uh, gave you a little bit of a rundown though. What kind of game it is? So we'll watch this, get an overview. I'll get your thoughts on it. You can tell me if you think it looks fake, uh, all the assets and stuff. Um, and yeah, this is the day before official gameplay overview and release date trailer in three, two, one, go. And I have watched this. The day before offers a uniquely reimagined journey into post-apocalyptic MMO open-world survival. Artfully developed by Fantastic and brought to you by the publisher Mytona. The open world of the day before is beautiful and richly detailed. Set in the present day on the U.S. East Coast following a deadly pandemic. The game begins after you are rescued by the survivors of the Woodbury Colony, your new refuge and safe home. 
From now on, the doors of Woodbury will always be open to you. But first, you will create your unique character. Select a personality, choose a gender, and customize every detail. Immerse in yourself in our vision of post-apocalyptic America. Woodbury survivors are working to rebuild the community, constantly needing supplies, building materials, and various items. Your main task is to bring as much valuable loot as possible. And in return, yeah, you'll be rewarded device. with a local yeah. currency known as Woodbury Coins. Who the hell needs your junk? Keep track of your health, hunger, and thirst indicators. And remember, dangers are everywhere here, ranging from the vicious infected to other players who are ready to take everything from you. We've designed survival in this world to be a thrilling experience. The weapons, which can be modified, are made with maximum realism to ensure that combat remains deep and engaging at all times. Each weapon boasts unique characteristics, as well as realistic reload and recoil mechanics. Completing various community tasks also presents an opportunity to earn Woodbury coins. Well, well, who do I see here? How's it going, my friends? Woodbury coins can be exchanged for ammo, from regular to armor piercing, weapons, protective equipment, backpacks, food, drinks, and medicines. Spa access to relax, and a gym to work out. Safeguard your accumulated <laughs> yeah, the items weird by storing too, them like in music secure and stores. Just like working out. Exchange Woodbury coins for cars to swiftly collect loot and access distant, hard-to-reach locations. <laughs> you will receive your own ranch, where you can purchase and upgrade houses, as well as install furniture and decorations. Dang, this looks cool. Yeah. The ranch serves as your cozy, safe oasis amidst the post-apocalyptic chaos. Welcome to the next generation of post-apocalyptic MMO open-world survival games like never before. Immerse yourself Jurassic in the Park. day before. That's what I thought too when I saw that. <laughs> the day before. Early access December 7th. So yeah, early access will be December 7th apparently. This uh. has been delayed like three times now. Um, this was supposed to be out already this month. So, uh, yeah. Um, is there anything else? No? no. Okay. So, uh, what's your first impressions of that? Um, my first impression is I'm very confused thematically with it. Yeah. Um, I felt the same. Like, simply put, I think gameplay-wise, it actually kind of looks fun. Um, I hate the that there's PvP in it, and hopefully that's optional. But if not, yeah. then I'd just pass on it. It's not a big deal. But Yeah, basically, it's the Division and Daisy. Yeah, and I kind of like that idea. Um, what I don't like is that this is a post-apocalyptic world with pristine buildings. Like, they don't look like anything's ever happened to them. And if everyone's shooting and blowing up stuff, those buildings would be trashed. The streets barely look dirty. Um, and yeah, it seems drive to, on And them. it seems to be, like, the only, like, damaged areas. And then, yeah, you get these, like, really nice cars and, like, perfect furniture and, and houses and stuff. I don't know. Like, the theme throws me off. That being said, if it's fun, who cares, right? Yeah. I like that. I can look past that. It's just kind of confusing that. Regard. It almost gives me like a Grand Theft Auto Online vibe too. Like yeah. they're going for that as well. 
And I don't mind that. Like the 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 room building and stuff like that was cool. I like yeah. customization again. Yeah, I wasn't like, I wasn't expecting that. You can dump customization on me and I will always like say it's a good thing. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Um, I do wonder how hard these uh WB coins are are gonna be to get uh and what their their angle is on monetizing outside of that, I'm sure. Uh, we'll see, especially with a game that keeps getting delayed and stuff like that. I'm not calling them Woodbury coins. I'm calling them fucking D bucks. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's some stuff here that I would be curious in. I'm not like in love with the, the, the idea, but like, I also, um, I liked playing the division and I was always curious about playing Daisy. There's just things about, um, both those games that, di- that don't like keep me, I guess. Um, so I'm open-minded. Uh, I also think the uh, when they do show not that angle, but when they show the guns being fired, um, they look good. Yeah, uh, and I like the the way the the zombies are running at you and stuff. They're not just you know shuffling at you. They get boring real quick. So uh, unless the numbers were just insane, then that'd be a whole different problem. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Overall, it looks okay. Uh, I didn't really have any expectations to begin with, so. Uh, I don't really have any thoughts of it being fake or anything like that. It, it, like everything in this game is something that exists in a game already. And visually it looks similar to games that are out right now. I would even say like Starfield has a similar like visual appearance in a lot of ways, yeah. like character models and stuff like that. So, yeah, my big thing when it comes to the fake thing is like, where, where, where are the assets from? Yeah. These assets were built and people are like, Oh, they're from the division. I'm like, they don't have access to the division's assets. We, we talking about, yeah. they didn't just take assets from, from another game. They would be sued into hell, uh, from Ubisoft. So definitely, um, the, somebody built these assets that are moving around unless this is all CGI, but like who did the CGI to not make money? Like it, it, none of it makes sense. It's the craziest uh, scam ever at that point. Like, and what are they scamming? What are they doing? Right. Like, how are they making money? No practical joke, right? It's just a joke. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's, it, and I hope that's real. Cause I'd be like, Whoa, that's fucking That'd be wild. That'd be insane. Um, then when people are like, Oh, it looks like this or whatever. I'm like, yeah, maybe they're not original thinkers. I don't know, man. And that's fine. Um, I don't care about that too yeah. much. It just has to be fun. Like, yeah, it, for sure. It's a video game. I'm, I'm trying to like enjoy myself. Like that's, that's the whole point. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I, it looks fine. I, like, I don't know. I, uh, I, th- the theme really is a curveball for me though. Cause like, I can't get over the fact that the buildings and the cars look perfect. Yeah, and that could be a lack of imagination as well. I mean, yeah. this is not a AAA company. So, um, yeah, I've talked about this game on and off for a while now. I mean, we watched the original trailer on Taste of Cast uh, a long time ago where it showed uh, like a convoy of people driving through like muddy water. And it kind of blew a lot of people's minds because they're like, what game is this? That Like it looked like a AAA game mm-hmm. and then it ended up being, you know, this. Um, I think people probably should get used to that. Unreal makes it easy to make games. Yeah. So. Anyways. Yeah, this is before even Unreal Five was really a big thing. But um, I I hope this game comes out. I hope this game uh, offers even eighty percent of what they're showing because it looks like a game I one hundred percent will play. Uh, this is right in my alley. I love survival games. I love third person shooters. I like first person shooters. I like games where you can customize your character. I like games where you can uh, decorate your house. I like games where you can uh, earn stuff buy cars stuff like that uh, i like zombie shooters i mean this game's literally something i would play 100 um my only hesitation when i look at this game is 
it seems like a really big project that uh, that I just see problems with. And not even just because of the people that are making it. If Ubisoft was making this, even though they made the division or anybody, I'd be like, is it going to be complete when it comes out? It seems like a lot. You yeah. guys are really offering a lot here. And, uh, you know, the more you offer with a game, the more I have to worry about, is it going to run properly? And this is an online game, too. Is the networking going to be good? All sorts of stuff like that. That I, I just have a hesitation on what the launch of this game is going to be like. Um, but I do hope it is what we're seeing and it it is complete and um, is is a fun game because this is 100 percent a game um, I would play. And the genre needs some evolution for sure. Um a lot of these ideas aren't original, but the amount of ideas that are in this game uh, is quite a bit. And so um, if they can nail this game and it's fun, um, I think it's going to be, despite a lot of people's uh, preemptive protests of the game, I think it'll be very popular if they can release it and they make good on all the things that they're promising here. Because it is offering much more than your average uh, zombie survival game out there. Um even with weird stuff like working out and sitting in hot tubs, social features, uh, that, that'd be crazy. Yeah, I'm, for sure. I'm sitting there looking at it going like, why the fuck would you be doing that? Working out makes sense, but like hanging out in hot tubs and stuff, I guess if you have it, why not? But, um, it, it, you know, there's there's a lot going on here. And uh, like this, when I originally watched the trailer and saw this, I was like, I didn't expect you to be able to decorate your own cabin. That's interesting. Like I made a joke saying was like Animal Crossing. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Um but I like that. I like sure. things to work towards, things to get and acquire and, and uh, be able to use and show off. Like, uh, it's cool. So, um, yeah, I got my apprehensions with this game. I'm curious about how it's going to launch. Uh, well, the delays are by the, uh, the the communication between the developer and the people looking forward to playing the game uh, hasn't been the best out there. Um, but I do think the game, the game is real. I think it will release. And uh, I hope it's good. Because it definitely seems like a game I would play. So, yeah. Anything else? Nope. All right. Let us know in the comments, please, what you think. What do you think of the day before? Uh, what do you think about the gameplay we saw here? Uh, what do you think about the ongoing controversy of the game? Do you think the game's fake? If you think it's fake, let me know why. Uh, what do you think about... Um, do you want to play it when it comes out? Are you going to play it on the 7th unless it gets delayed? Do you think it'll be delayed? And uh, how do you think it's going to launch? Um, and what do you want from it? Let me know everything you think about the comments below when it comes to the day before. Uh, we got three videos that are going to kind of go together here next, and it's all for Remnant 2. Now, I just talked about Remnant 2 and how I beat it. Chevy has also played through it and beat it. Uh, I'm pretty sure you liked it. Oh, yeah. And I really liked it. Um, and so there is a DLC, the first of, I think, at least three coming out um, on the 14th, I think, uh, for Remnant 2. And that is the Awakened King DLC. So we're going to get filled in on what that offers. I already have a loose idea on what they're offering with it. But we have three videos that are going to explain all the details so that we can get pumped for uh, this DLC coming out very soon. Which I'm excited because I bought the super crazy special edition version of Remnant 2. So I get, I think, the first season or first three DLCs free. So, mm. well, not free. I paid for them. But I think it was at a discount. So. Uh, I don't have to worry about it. I'll just download it. So uh, this first one is Remnant 2 official, the Awakened King DLC 1 teaser trailer. Uh, it's a little longer than the Mass Effect teaser trailer at 59 seconds. So we'll watch that and then we'll carry on to the next video. Okay. In 3, 2, 1, and go. So the hour of reckoning has come at last. 
Rivers of blood and cries of agony. The king I once served, once counted as a friend, is no more. What remains is a true tyrant. Our world shall slip ever deeper into peril. Should we fail to put a stop to his bloodlust? And you like the way. Decide, strange one. Oh, weird. Duty? Whoa. So one thing I read about this, yep, 14th. Okay, I was right about that. Um, yeah, 100%. Um, so this is apparently going to, it's going to be expanding, what's that place, Lonesome? Like the town area? Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. It's going to yeah. be expanding that place. And the I think the game director was saying that he's hoping DLCs will expand the other zones as well and expand the lore of those places. Yeah. And so he wants to explore those zones they've already created uh, further. So I think it's kind of interesting. Um, what do yeah. you think of the teaser? Um, having beaten the game, though, uh, spoiler warnings, um, <clears throat> there's some stuff that I was kind of confused about, like the I can't remember her name now, but the or its name, that one right yeah. there. Um, it's weird seeing them there. Um, so I'm kind of curious why, how. Uh, obviously, that'll be part of the story of it. Uh, also, seeing all the uh, people just kind of sh- like impaled and hung places and stuff like that too is interesting to see. Um, I like the idea of them expanding upon those zones too, because like you know, you especially towards the end of the game, you're kind of like flying through some of those zones, and this zone, at least for me, uh, was like one of the last zones I did. Mm-hmm. So you said you got your first on your second playthrough or something like that? Which I've never had that happen on this second one. Second playthrough? Interesting. I've, no, no, no. Not my second playthrough. It was like my fourth or fifth one I went through. Mm. Um, it was my first time. And that was the only time it ever happened. Most time it always started me on the forest place. And then yeah, one other playthrough started on the desert. And by playthroughs, I'm also talking about when I started with Sarah and Josh. Nobody started there. But I, I did start there once. I've started in the forest once and I've started on the desolate moon or whatever the hell it is. I guess it's a desert. You can call yeah. It. Um, and those are the only places I've started. Um, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I mean, it looks cool if it's adding more story. That's awesome. Cause I, I do think remnant has an interesting world though. The lore has to be kind of like put together while yeah. you're playing it. Um, I also, you know, if they're going to add more abilities and another class and stuff like that, that's, that's awesome. Uh, and they can just keep adding on. That's fine. Uh, the one, th- this, the one thing I wanted from this game that the first game didn't do, which was give me a reason to be in it. Uh, and they're doing that. Yep. And so like, <clears throat> that's awesome. I would love to continue coming back to this game all the time. Um, it, it does have like end game systems and stuff like that. I just haven't had time to invest into it because there's a lot of games I need to be playing right now, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not done with Remnant, and it looks like I'm being going to be back uh, sooner than I expected <laughs> to play it some, because I do want to play through the DLC. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, my thoughts of the trailer. I think it had a cool tone. Uh, definitely has some mystery to it, making me wonder what's going on here, and uh, new locations from a location I've already been, which is cool to see. Um, but yeah, and that didn't really get a whole lot from it. 
in terms of like the details of uh, what it's going to offer. Um, but uh, definitely a cool teaser. Um, so yeah, uh, ready to hop over to the next video? Mm -hmm. Okay, so the next video is from IGN. It's Remnant 2's DLC builds on the best of Remnant 2, meaning more uh, loathsome. Um, so yeah, this is four minutes. We'll watch this. And you ready? Mm -hmm. All right, three, two, one, go. In a year with a massive roster of truly epic games to play, I still haven't forgotten one of my favorites, Remnant 2. A Souls-like looter shooter with procedurally generated levels that I've easily put more than 100 hours into. Looter shooter? And as luck would have it, there's more of that sweet multiversal goodness on the way with The Awakened King a DLC that will add a sizable chunk of fresh content and plenty of reasons to grab some friends. I'm still and confused. They called it a looter shooter. It's all in a hands-off predetermined expansion, weapon locations. I saw some tasty yeah. items, weapons, enemies, and of course, bosses. And I already can't wait to revisit one of my most beloved games of 2023. That's really good. If you guys haven't played Remnant 2, I would recommend it. The Awakened it. King adds a bunch of new content for one of Remnant 2's standout areas, Lasam, the Bloodbornean and Orlando-esque world filled with extremely aggressive angelic knights and dirty cockney newsies with coal streaks on their face and a hatred of outsiders in their hearts. Hell, the fire people in that Anyone area. who played the Fae storyline probably already knows about the world's departed king who was betrayed and put into an endless sleep by conspirators and usurpers. Well, now he's awake and none too happy about all the unauthorized shenanigans that have been going on in his absence. And it's up to you to do something about that. The added story comes with a unique overworld called the Forlorn Coast, which takes you from cool a seaside shanty town mm -hmm. all the way up to the King's Regal Castle, which he's rudely parked right on top of a Dran settlement. During the demo, I saw a preacher in the streets rallying his fellow common folk against the Return King's Iron Fist. What do you have to lose, And a blademaster serving that king with deadly efficiency as he impaled a trespasser in Remnant 2's first fatality-like boss fight death animation. According to developer Damn. Gunfire Games, this new route is slightly larger than other Remnant 2 stories, owing to the fact that Lasam has become something of a fan favorite. The fact that only one of the three main realms will have an extra option going forward isn't lost on Gunfire Games, who told me they hope to expand the other two as well with future updates, adding even more possibilities to a game that prides itself on replayability. Interestingly, God, the Forlorn Coast is a tad less procedurally generated than some of the other stories, a move the developer says was inspired by the likes of the Lassam Asylum storyline, where fewer random variables allowed for a more cohesive story. According to them, the Awakened King intends to pack a narrative punch and move the needle on the goings-on involved in the Fae-Dran conflict. Whether that strategy will be worth the diminished diversity with the procedurally generated areas remains to be seen. But what little I saw so far already seemed much more focused on telling a story. And of course, it wouldn't be Remnant 2 without some more weapons to blow enemies away and trinkets to expand your build crafting options. Yeah. And the Awakened King promises a significant number of shiny toys to play with. 
the developers were pretty tight-lipped about what exactly is in store it's probably or good how much is I'd being like added to... yeah i don't so want to know out that a lot of the equipment is themed around the dlc story and will offer buffs that play into the king's bloody quest for vengeance the expansion also provides a novel solution for veteran players to enjoy all the added content without having to re-roll Lassam in hopes of getting the DLC storyline. Anyone who's already beaten Lassam will have the ability to roll the third Lassam storyline specifically and play a bespoke so version separate. of it that only includes the DLC encounters. Okay. On subsequent playthroughs, or if it's your first time in Lassam, old content will be mixed in with the fresh stuff to retain Remnant 2's procedurally generated goodness. <laughs> but I really appreciate that I won't have to fish around for the new content when the King awakens later this month. Yeah, I was for curious more, how you're going to initiate it. Of Asgard's Wrath 2 and Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2. And for everything else in the world of video games... Alright, and then we'll watch this last one real quick and then we'll talk about all of it. This okay. one is Remnant 2 Official Ritualist Archetype Reveal Trailer. This is the new archetype that's going to be uh, part of this DLC. And uh, yeah, in case you don't know, there's different archetypes with different specialties, abilities, stuff like that. Uh, some of them are accessible in the beginning of the game. Some of them you unlock uh, by doing specific things or beating the game, you get one. Um, I can also get two at once. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, there's a new one. Very cool. We're gonna watch it. Three, two, one, go. In Remnant 2 Awakened King, the ritualist leverages status effects to punish their foes. The prime perk, Vile, makes enemies more susceptible to status damage and spreads their statuses to nearby enemies. Ooh, I kinda like death. that. Yes, yeah, same. Using eruption, the ritualist detonates nearby enemies and adds insult to injury by dealing bonus damage to those suffering from status effects. That's pretty cool. To thin the herd, Miasma instantly applies bleeding, burning, cool. overloaded, and corroded to all enemies within range. Lastly, Deathwish curses the ritualist themselves. It forgoes standard healing and causes constant health drain, but grants a heavy damage buff and substantial life steal. Mm. Sounds like a berserk mode. The ritualist is an excellent nice. archetype to challenge the awakened king. That's pretty cool. All right, so we got a little bit of a rundown on what to expect from the DLC, and I'm glad they didn't go too detailed on uh, what the, to expect there. Uh, a more linear story-based uh, extension of uh, Losum um, and uh, new gear. We got the Ritualist, who does status effect stuff, which is really cool, considering when I was just playing recently, I was trying to... Uh, work out like a status effect build and there's rings and stuff that help you with that but i was like it's interesting how there's not yeah um and uh, i was like it's interesting there's no one who's really expect for that though and, and now we have one coming so uh that's actually what i've been looking for also worth mentioning too if you haven't played remnant 2 you can uh have two archetypes at once so you can mix and match different things so definitely a, a really cool thing um that they do uh what do we think <clears throat> I mean, I think it looks cool, uh, and I think it is uh, adding to the game in a good way. Uh, I, I, you kind of already brought up the gearing system, but it is nice being able to have two archetypes, 
rings and uh, effectively gems uh, to really like hyper make a build. Uh, that is pretty much the end game is like making better and better versions of those gems and stuff. So, um, I it, yeah, it's just more toys to add to that arsenal, which is great. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of weapons they add to because mm-hmm. the weapons are probably one of the most fun things in Remnant. It's it's funny because like I I love the gameplay of Remnant. I think it's like a really tight shooter mm-hmm. really satisfying to play challenging the locations are awesome but my favorite thing about the fucking game is the loot yeah. the guns the items the rings everything because they all do something new special and different they always feel unique and then you want to start mixing and matching to make your build over. on them and stuff yeah, yeah. Throwing modif- like there's just so much tinkering and thinking which i love it's not just a shooter like you gotta actually like you know think about stuff which i like so yeah. yeah, I'm also very excited about just new stuff that they're adding. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, and then them yeah going a little more story focused because uh, I like Remnant Two uh, and Remnant One. Uh, I think it has very interesting like lore, but storytelling is kind of all over the place, and yeah. so like you have to play it a bunch to kind of like get the story locked in. Uh, and if you have my, you know wonderful memory uh you forget a lot constantly and then you have to be reminded or replay things so uh there's like they were talking about parts like with the the you know the king for example i'd completely forgotten about that until they said it and then i was like oh right yeah when you do this storyline you know you get told that and there's Mm -hmm. multiple different approaches you could take to that even to get different loot and and outcomes and stuff um and then yeah coming back to this town and stuff like that and and getting a, like a more like linear experience will be an interesting take. I do wonder how that will feel for replayability. Uh, Cause that uh, geez, it's gonna be a weird example. Like in final fantasy 14, uh, the newer dungeons for me are like less replayable because they're so story made now. Mm. Um, so they're great the first time, but then yep. like repeating is not as fun. So I hope this doesn't fall into that same problem for me. I, I love the, the randomness of the generation of like basically what parts of this level are you getting on this reroll? Mm-hmm. Um, but if this is just an extension, another chunk of that location that you can move into and do, mm-hmm. and then also just go do it on your own if you've already beaten it before, which I like that they're doing that. Um, it doesn't bother me so much that it's, it's not going to be as random because yeah. uh, it's just part of the bigger picture anyway. This is just a route you can go that tells a story um, and I'm going to be playing it to beat it or whatever, but also I'm just going to want like everything it has in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could just replay remnant even without the random aspect, the random aspect makes it a lot more fun. Um, but yeah, it doesn't bother me so much. Yeah. I'm not necessarily bothered as mm-hmm. much as it is a concern I have. Cause sure. uh, you know, I want to be able to play through it multiple times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, apparently I need to go buy it. So because um, I did not pre-buy that stuff yet. Tuesday. But that is very soon. I'll have to also harass Chris. So Yeah. Yeah, I'm like 100% playing this when it comes out. I'm really fucking excited about it. Yeah. Uh, I guess I kind of said what I thought about it. But um, in terms of just wanting to buy it, uh, this sounds awesome. I, I fucking love what they're doing with this because um, Remnant came out. I love that game. And then they released to one that feels like an expansion to it. it's really short so is the original game but it adds plenty of content and then another one that adds like some stuff not really like a, a huge chunk of content but that was about it and that was kind of the thing with remnant is like 
I just wanted more from it. Like they did, they made this great game. I just wanted more from it. And Remnant Two, luckily as a base game, has been what I was looking for in that regard. Uh, that they're already aggressively in the same year it released, releasing a chunk of content like this is really cool to see. And what they're offering here sounds awesome. Now, of course, I could just want a whole new world, new realm to go to and explore, new location. Um, that'd be cool. But also to just kind of expand on these areas that, you know, if you play the game enough, start to feel like, you know, this level, you played this level. To expand those makes them feel like more of a, of a world that they're trying to tell stories in. I think it's pretty cool, especially because the events that are happening in this DLC were alluded to in the base game. And so to see that story evolve and progress somewhere is kind of cool. Mm. Um, now, of course, what we were talking about, you know, new gear, new bosses, new new stuff is is awesome. I can't wait for that. But uh, I, I like that even though thematically it looks like the rest of the place, these locations are completely different yeah. than, than the places that I've ran through already. So um, it's really cool. You kind of have an expectation of things you're going to run into here because it's the same place, but then you have new stuff that wasn't in the original areas um, to you know be surprised by. And um, I think it's really cool. I, I think uh, the way they're going about this uh, just gives, gives me a lot of confidence in this game and and as as much love i have for it uh feels warranted with uh how they're supporting it so far mm -hmm. i mean i haven't played this yet but it sounds like something i want and so uh that's that's really cool so yeah can't wait for this to come out i will be playing this uh when it drops and uh can't wait anything else nope all right, let us know in the comments what do you guys think about Remnant 2's DLC coming out. Was it The Awakened King? Is that the name of it? The Awakened King DLC. Uh, did it sound exciting to you? Do you want to play it? Do you not want to play it for some reason? And uh, have you played Remnant 2? What do you think about Remnant 2? Um, what are you hoping for in terms of Remnant 2 moving forward and the way they support it? Uh, do you want more expansions of the worlds they already have? Or do you want new worlds? And uh, what do you hope for them to prioritize? What do you think about these more, the, the idea of this more linear storytelling? Or do you want them to stick with what they're good at and just do the random uh, generation of, uh, of areas? Uh, let us know what you're thinking about in the comments when it comes to Remnant 2. All right, it's that time again where we reflect on past episodes and read your comments and reply to them. If you want your comment to be read for sure, ha uh, type in hashtag STLG so I can find your comment easier. Otherwise, I read at random. Uh, luckily, there's only a couple episodes before, so there's like three comments we're going to read, and we're going to read them now. So the episode this one is from is our Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the game um, review where we played Texas Chainsaw Massacre and reviewed it. Uh, that was your guys' pick for Game of the Month. So, uh, yeah, it was fun playing that and uh, finding out and having Chevy actually play a game he would typically not play. So, yeah, check out that episode. We got a comment from Psycho Scream uh, replying to something I said in that video where I was saying we're getting kind of low on um, games on our Game of the Month list, which is kind of nice because before we had like 22 and now I think we have like nine. Um, and so not asking in terms of like pick a game, Game of the Month, whatever you guys pick, we'll play, but more so like... Give us some ideas, and if we like any of them, we'll throw them on our Game of the Month list uh, as back burners. So Psycho uh, is offering us some games, and he said, I'd like to suggest for the Game of the Month list, uh, Guilty Gear Strive, Mortal Kombat 1, uh, Street Fighter 6, Gran Turismo 7, The Crew, Motorfest, wildcard pick. 
Uh, what do you think about those picks? <clears throat> I mean, I, I think he's telling us he wants fighting games and racing games. Yeah, I see that. Um, I mean, I love Guilty Gear, uh, so that'd be easy for me. Uh, I haven't picked up Mortal Kombat 1 yet, uh, and it keeps getting pushed aside because it's just not really a priority for me, but it would give me a reason, I suppose. And Street Fighter 6, um, I have kind of put aside as well. Yeah. Um, hard thing with me when it comes to both fighting and, and racing games is that because they're kind of like, you know, easy to be like one and done uh, a lot of times. Uh, and I have so many story heavy games I got to play right now. It's hard for me to want to play them. So uh, it would be a good excuse. So I'm not opposed to it, though. I am not the biggest racing game fan. So. Yeah. Um, I like these suggestions because uh, they kind of are highlighting some of the places. I think we're a little weak on our list when it comes to backburner games. We don't have a lot of fighting games. We don't have a lot of racing games. Um, so I like where your head's at. And these are all games, for the most part, the crew. I, we're, If I'm going to be 100% honest with you, I have no interest really in uh, in playing this. But uh, I haven't even looked into it. So I need to look into it, see what people are saying about it. Because that game came out. No one talked about it. So, uh, But I'm open to playing it. Um, as for putting it on the list, I don't know. I'd have to see if I even want to play it or not. But uh, Gran Turismo 7. I would like to go back and play. So I'd be down to have that on our back burner list um, or other racing games because I love racing games uh, and fighting games. I'm hearing you loud and clear there. Um, and I like fighting games. Um, so I think we should maybe add like one or two fighting games to the list. So maybe it'll be one of these three. Very good chance to those games. I think um, are uh, easy picks. Mortal Kombat 1 I haven't played yet, um, but I would like to play it. So uh but yeah we'll uh we'll have discussion and uh figure out what fighting games and racing games we could possibly add to the list because i do like where you're coming from in that regard and uh thank you for uh suggesting any because uh yeah, i mean you listen to what we said and you have thoughts on it so appreciate it all right thank you for the comment psycho moving forward we reacted uh, i reacted to uh Metal Gear Solid 3 remake uh arc survival ascended and alan wake 2 this was the Xbox partner preview. This is a while back. I have since watching this beat Alan Wake 2. So, um, yeah, we're going to read these comments real quick. Uh, first one's from Psycho Scream again saying, can't wait for the next Like a Dragon installment with the job system. Job system in Like a Dragon uh, was fucking awesome. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait for it either. So I'm glad you're excited for that. We've got a comment from TLG Shevmo, this guy. Uh, pretty much giving some ideas or thoughts on uh, everything that I reacted to, basically saying uh, that Like a Dragon is uh, uh, that is my kind of content, 11 out of 10. And then he said for Robocop, still think this is an interesting choice of IP with how old it is, but looks very authentic. For Dungeons of Hinterberg, uh, which is how I felt as well. I was really confused by that game. Uh, for Spirit of the North 2, Chevy said, uh, Tails decided to be the main character and found his own gliding companion. I don't even remember what that game looked like, but I'll take your word for that. Uh, Manor Lords, which is a game I actually thought looked really cool. He says, ooh, this is this looks interesting. I like the way the town building looks. Yeah, I agree. That game was a big surprise for me. Uh, and then last for Ark Survival Ascended, Chevy said, I don't have this type of time in my life, but it looks good. And we kind of talked about that before we filmed because I was looking at Steam and I was like, I want to pick this up, but I don't have time for it right yeah. now. But uh, it yeah, does Ark's look a big game. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it it is a sizable increase in uh, in visuals. 
So um, it does look like it's worth buying, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to get invested in playing Ark right now because I got other games I got to prioritize. But yeah, thanks for uh, watching that and giving yeah. your insight on that. I would ask you what you think of that comment, but uh, that's what you think of it. So um, yeah. And the last comment we got. It's from Tom B saying Alan Wake 2 absolutely amazing easily one of the best games I've ever played and I'm in in sense the NES days uh, I already had very high expectations but they exceeded I'm so happy for Sam Lake and Remedy Sam uh, it it was his passion project brewing in his head for over a decade and all the creativity got unleashed with excellent writing atmosphere and gameplay and characters not one dull moment so far and I'm 14 hours in seth you will absolutely love it even your buddy because they did an amazing job with saga and not boring the fans with what they already uh already now already know uh quite the contrary is there more to that oh that's just more of our conversation so tom b somebody who is also very hyped for alan wake as uh, i've been uh, commenting and letting me know that he is also really excited for it, plays it. Uh, I believe you beat it. I think you commented somewhere else. It might have been on one of the shorts saying you beat the game and that you loved it. Uh, not trying to speak for you. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what you said. Uh, but even in this comment, um, all these praises I agree with. So I don't really have much to add to that. Um, I do think it's there's excellent writing. The atmosphere is immaculate gameplay is a lot of fun characters are great um, one thing i i really appreciate about the writing and the characters is they they pulled like a um not quite a milgar solid 2 where you think you're gonna play snake but he plays right in spoilers if you haven't played the game for some reason by now um fucking go play it but uh they are introducing in a game called alan wake 2 a whole other character named saga and i think the the writing for her is actually really good she doesn't come in as like I'm the main character now, like fuck Alan Wake. It's like she really fits in the story and she really works as a character. And I, I was actually invested. I was, this is kind of sad. I was more, I was almost more invested in her missions, her campaign, because the way the story's unfolding from her perspective was really interesting. And the other one was almost like a continuation of the last game's story. And so like they both felt like different things happening but they did a really good job writing saga uh, and her story as, a, as uh, a character so uh yeah anyway i'm i'm gushing about the game again after reading your comment but uh yeah and then when he said uh, you're really happy for sam lake and remedy dude i am fucking happy anytime sam lake lake and remedy uh get any praise because since max Payne, they've been making fucking awesome great uh fun to play third person shooters with awesome writing and stories and uh they definitely attract specific kinds of people and i'm always looking for a wider audience to appreciate uh sam lake's uh genius and remedies dedication to making just high quality games um and alan wake 2 i think is is definitely their best game so uh yeah i think it deserves all the praise it gets you have anything to add to that i don't because uh I didn't play it and uh, I didn't much care for the first game. So, yeah. 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 
All right. Well, thank you everybody who commented on this video and thank you everybody who commented on the other videos. And if you want your comment to be featured on the next taste cast, uh, type it in, type in hashtag STLG. If you want me to read it for sure, if you want to be on the show, that's the best way to do it. Otherwise I read at random, but that's going to do it for this episode of taste cast episode 197. We're closing in on 200. I'm trying to think of something special to do with that. Maybe bring in people who have been on the show in the past to have a bigger conversation like we used to. That might be fun, but uh, we're not quite there yet, but we're getting close. 200, big milestone. Uh, but yeah, thanks for watching, guys. I've been Seth. This has been Chevy. Thank you for joining me, Chevy, for this episode. Thank you guys for joining us, and we'll roll the outro. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of TastyCast 197. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe. You can show us episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on our socials and streams. Link down below. I can't talk anymore. Check out our Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and the podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us in audio form. We have a Patreon if you'd like to support the channel more than liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing if you're brand new. And I have a TikTok link down below if you'd like to watch my short form content. I do upload some of them onto shorts, but most of them I can't because they're over 60 seconds and shorts sucks in that way. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Check out both. And, uh, yeah, thanks for watching. Until the next episode, have a good one, guys, and take it easy.